Of course I want that. Alrighty. Or, let me pull up the socials, shouldn't I? Yeah. Okay, you can go ahead. I, I can quickly pull them up. Nice introduction. Hi, my name is Riley, and I'm here with... Hunter. As always, we're going to start off with the socials. So on Spotify, you can uh, listen to us at Chillmart. On YouTube, we are Chillmart Podcast. On Instagram, we are The Real Chillmart. And on Twitter, we are The Funny Chilly Marty 69. Thank you for letting us indulge. So this is the week we told you we're finally getting around to the Pixar been teasing this for like a month <laughs> but we're finally here we're, we're finally doing it but to start off we're gonna do some news that we have so the only trailer that we had this week was the greatest beer run ever from peter Fairley, who did dumb and dumber one and two and green book what'd you think um well i mean it looks cool in concept i guess but it, the, my problem was it just didn't look funny it didn't look funny no. to me, but and it's probably gonna be like a Golden Globe comedy contender or something. Well, see, I'm just excited to see Zac Efron actually try. Yeah, that's that's true. Because I know he played ten Ted Bundy in that one movie, but like people didn't like him in that. But people didn't like that movie in general, really. So I'm curious to see if hopefully a good script can hopefully get him. To be good in the movie, hopefully. I'm just waiting for him to get old so those ladies stop simping over him. Yeah, he's nearly 40, isn't he? He's in his yeah. 30s. They gotta stop. And he's still in teen movies. It's really, well, I mean, he was. I would consider Baywatch a teen movie. Well, that's because it's for teenagers. Yeah. But yeah, it, I don't yeah. know if that's like a teen movie. But he was also in, like, Neighbors. If oh, you yeah. remember that? Yeah. And he played, like, the college guy, even though he was, like, 30. <laughs> well, I mean, he does look pretty young for his age, decently. Yeah. Like, late I, 20s. Although, see, now he looks like he, you can actually see his age. Yeah. And I'm glad. Maybe the older he gets, the more he'll try? Or maybe... Well, yeah, that's how it usually goes. Sometimes. Some, I mean, yeah. Like, Ryan know. Gosling was in The Notebook, and then he took a break and went to Drive. Like the older you get, and now he's in freaking Barbie. I was probably and then he also did like half Nelson and Blue Valentine and stuff. Yeah, after I I think half Nelson was when he got took his break for Drive. I think. But Blue Valentine came out in 2010. Oh, it did. I thought it was like Drive was. So he came back for Blue Valentine, probably. But either way, I mean, I'm actually excited, and it's gonna be at TIFF. So I'm curious to see if that could win the audience award there, because it does look like a charming movie, I guess. Like, it could be for a bunch of old people, and they'd be wooed by it, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's Nostalgia a war for movie! Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> Nostalgia for Vietnam. No, but then it has a war bad message. Well, that's what I think, because there is one shot where he, like, kneels down to, like, at least attempt to talk to a, a Vietnamese child, and it's, but like the rest of the movie, or at least the trailer, is just him being like, I gotta get suds for my bros, you know, 
like, yeah, pro war. How would you say that? This sounds like it's going to be a movie that the bros are going to watch at a sleepover. Fuck that. Like, no joke. High like, remember bros? the Titans? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, if no, you, you know yeah. what we're talking about. If you know, you know, right? What? Yeah. Like, there's always those couple movies, like, uh, I mean, maybe Saving Private Ryan's one, but. Or just, like, any, like, 2010s war movie. Yeah. So, like, Hacksaw Ridge, Midway, Dunkirk. Maybe not Dunkirk as much, but, like, American Sniper. American Sniper's definitely one. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely yeah. one of them. I was at a sleepover, but um, we, uh, it was for someone's birthday party. One of the worst birthday parties I've ever gone to. There was, like, maybe six people, and we all... I slept in the closet. The floor was just crammed. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I remember one of the movies... The main party host, he wanted to watch Avengers Age of Ultron, but everyone else wanted to watch Remember the Titans, and I just wanted to go home. <laughs> there was someone else there, too, who wanted to go home, and we, we still joked about it a lot, too, about how bad the sleepover was. That was really the only connection we had in high school, <laughs> it was, but it was, it was kind of funny. But just, yeah. fuck, that party sucked. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, I seriously don't get why people love Remember the Titans. When I was in a partial program and we were like it was lunch so we were on disney plus and remember the titans was like one of the options on disney plus they're like oh that's a good movie and i just they knew me as the movie guy so i just like gave them a glance and they're like no no come on you don't like it and i'm like no i, I don't i really don't like it and then they got pissed at me but i mean I don't know what to tell you. It's not a good movie. We should do that sometime. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. I mean, I guess I could. It would fit in with... Because that's the only one I didn't watch for my Ryan Gosling-a-thon. Because I already watched it and I don't want to watch it again. Sure. But if you want to watch it again, I guess I can fit it in my Ryan Gosling-a-thon too. <laughs> we'll do that then. Alrighty, so next up... Um, There's actually a decent bit, but I want to bring up... So Pedro Almodovar. He is a... I believe... A Mexican, maybe he's Spanish. Like, no Spain. Fuck, I'm. Th that was bad. Um, he is doing a short film with Pedro Pascal, our boy, and oh, yeah. Ethan Hawke, and basically it's like his version of like Brokeback Mountain, and it is also like a western and stuff. And I am really excited to see it because Ethan Hawke has been like everywhere the past couple of months. So I'm just like, damn it, now I'm excited to see this. I, I mean, I don't have much to say other than I'm excited. Wasn't well, it only like 30, isn't it only like 30 minutes? Or? Yeah, it's a short film. Okay. So are you potentially seeing a short film bomb at the Oscars for this? Not this year. Yeah, not Next this year, year, but Next when it comes year, out. definitely, yeah. yeah. See, he doesn't normally, the director or writer, doesn't normally do movies like in Hollywood, he did an interview recently when he announced this, that, like, how the hell did Guillermo del Toro get away with all the shit that he made? Because every time I try to, it doesn't work out. And I'm like, I feel that, except Guillermo del Toro is God, so I don't know what I to mean, tell you. Honestly, you just feel his presence just by the name. I know, you del hear Toro. Guillermo del Toro, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right, but also... 
Alejandro Gonzalez and Yuritu came in with like Babel and Birdman and stuff. And then you had Queron who did Prisoners of Azkaban, Children of Men and uh, Gravity. So like a bunch of like Mexican directors. They actually called them the three amigos. Del Toro, Inuritu, and Cuerón. They I call mean, them the three amigos. I don't know if that's, I mean, that's funny, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Like the three amigos movie? Yes. With white people. <laughs> white people. <laughs> like cultural insensitivity. Do, 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 do. So are you excited for this movie? Or short film, I guess? I'll, yeah. I don't watch Brokeback Mountain. I know you did. The fact that that lost a crash is the biggest fucking head scratcher I have ever had to attempt to unpack. I mean, literally, it won everywhere. And it lost <laughs> to a movie that I give a 2 out of 10. Brokeback Mountain is a 10. Uh, well, I don't get it. I feel like people would like Crash more if it didn't win. But yeah, it's rating. It's uh, reviews are really low as of. <laughs> Last I checked. I mean, I think people on IMDb love it, but that's because that's full of really weird yeah. like conservative types. Like, isn't... God, I saw... There was one movie that's not even in Top 100. God, what the fuck was it? In, t- in terms of, like, which like movie are you talking about? The 100 rated on IMDb. I saw a meme about it. There's, like, six movies that aren't in IMDb's Top 100. But anyways, the point is, yeah, it's rigged. It's it's definitely rigged. <laughs> That's the point. Speaking man. of IMDb and rigged, kind of, She-Hulk episode one, memes and quote-unquote controversies. So, the first episode dropped, we didn't watch it, we're not gonna watch it, but I saw an image right when it dropped on IMDb, the ratings look like a fucking C. The tens, the ones, and then like barely anything in between two and nine. It looked like a C. And yep. like if it looks like that, then don't trust anything anyone says. Because that's fucking ridiculous. It's it's either it's awful because woman or it's great because Marvel. Or maybe some people are review bombing it positively for don't listen to these guys, listen to this, you should watch it, I don't worry about it. Wouldn't it be like review boosting then, instead of review bombing? Yeah, review boosting, yeah. yeah. Which could I just also came up be with that. Negative, that should but... be the coined term now, and I should get compensated for that. The review boosting this film because, yeah. I just, I mean, we saw, there's two scenes that people are memeing on. There's the scene I sent you in the courtroom. Yeah, that is really just awful. Yeah, the, yep, yep, the editing, but see, is... I I didn't notice it, but there was a comment that when I looked at it, I'm like, oh shit, and I went back to the clip. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so the clip is, there's this lady in like a suit, and she's gonna attack the crowd, and she Hulk blocks it with like the court table that she was sitting at but she grabbed it and lifted it up off screen and then there's a punch that doesn't connect on screen there's like shots that don't connect at all 
And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Because yeah. that, that remind yesterday on I think it was browsing Twitter and I was just or it was this morning or something. I was browsing Twitter and someone brought up the uh, Daredevil and it was just a scene of him fighting Bullseye. That one thing is like the best thing I've ever seen from any MCU thing. Like it's all just one long But it's not take. even from the MCU. Yeah. Exactly. It's just one long take of him just fighting Bullseye. Like, is it that hard to do? I just... See, I said they... It's it's as if it was a rushed production. And then you said the editing is saving Marvel. And I'm like, technically, it makes it look less awful because they're probably yeah, they're cutting dead. out, like, shots with unfinished CG. Yep. So I guess in that way, it works... But in terms of a well-crafted fight scene, it doesn't achieve any tension or good choreography at all. Because nothing that happens is shown before they do it. So shit just happens, and you're like, wait, how the hell did that get there? What? Like, I mean, even you could probably even notice in just regular Marvel movies, you know, outside of fight scenes, the editing... The editing's sloppy. I mean, yeah, what I was just saying is they're trying to just cover up the tracks for CGI, and if that editing wasn't there, I hopefully think that people would be a bit more angry. Yeah. If they noticed, oh my gosh, that has no textures. Wait, She-Hulk has no textures while Hulk has pores? Hmm. Kind of sus. Yeah. I mean, we have mentioned this exact thing before, but Hulk is a previous asset. Yeah. So it looks really good. And then She-Hulk had an original model. But then the producers are like, you should shrink her down, I, I think. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, I mean, she's a Hulk. Why would we shrink her down? It's like, just, just, just shrink her down, you know? So they had to create an entire new model. And then the second time, they're like, you know what you should do? You should shrink it down again. And they're just like, you've got to be fucking kidding yeah, me. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. Um, These Marvel producers and directors keep walking in like, you know, I don't really like how that looks. The movie comes out in five hours. <laughs> like that, I, I guarantee that's how it is. Like it's like two months in, got two months until the movie releases, and they're like, uh, <laughs> might want to scrap that and redo it, because Marvel's had a history of doing that, making concept art in, but like, while they're in post production of the movie. It's, yeah, like, you, you, I keep seeing shots of, like, behind the scenes of, like, No Way Home. It's just nothing there. It's just a fucking blue screen. There's one prop, and then Willem yeah. Dafoe is, like, leaning on it and talking. Literally everything is CG. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Can't you build a wall? I mean, <clears throat> not that way, but can't you build, like, a prop wall? I mean, that's like basic movie-making shit, and they're not even doing it. But that's Marvel for it. I couldn't even tell you. that. Another thing with the She-Hulk thing is, so isn't this show supposed to be female empowerment? Mm-hmm. You know how Hulk turns ugly when he uh, turns into Hulk? Why doesn't She-Hulk? Turn ugly? Yeah. She has... I, don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like, I, I mean... Couldn't tell you. See, we didn't watch the episode, so we don't know how she becomes she. Yeah, that that's true, but like, I mean, 
if you want to do woman empowerment, like, and the, I mean, the least you could do is make them ugly. Like, one. I kind of agree. Like, I know. I I I, I don't know how to. It's a touchy subject subject because incels exist, yeah. but I think yeah, like women empowerment is like they don't need to be hot walking around in fucking high heels with lawn hair, right? Maybe she should, like, they should have kept the original model where she was, like, fucking huge, right? Yeah. And, like, it was more muscle than, like, boobs or whatever. And then, like, just looked like a Hulk as opposed to, like, I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree that it's just weird. Yeah, like it's, at it's that point, weird. they should have just like slapped, like long paint, paint. On Tatiana, right? Is Tatiana Maslany, yeah. Yeah. yeah, who is actually the aunt of Ben Schwartz. I just found oh. that out. I'm like, what the All fuck? Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Huh. Okay then. Yeah, this is fun fact for you. There you go. Um, but I mean, I think I'm not gonna watch this show. Yeah. But here's the thing: there is a second scene that people have been talking about it's the scene where she talks about like yeah i can control my emotions and then she goes off on this rant about how like men in this like american culture or just world culture in general treat women and how like she has to like be sort of like i guess like attacked by that culture sort of and yeah. so when Hulk says you have to control your emotions, she's like, bitch, I've been doing that longer than you ever have, sort of. So, like, I like that monologue a lot, actually. But the funny, maybe not funny thing is, there was this, like, really infamous, like, comic book movie, tw- like, Twitter account. I think it's like Matt Ramos or something. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, you know, this really made me think about how women are treated in our society. And there are comments like the fact that you had to know this now because of the fucking MCU is really sad. And then we all, and then they looked at who he follows, Matthew Ramos, and he follows Andrew Tate. Oh, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um,. There was one other thing. I think it was the post-credit scene where it talked about Steve. There was a joke about Steve Rogers losing his virginity. I I don't know the context, but I just heard. I guess it's disrespectful towards. I I think it's considered disrespectful because after Captain America left, people have been seeing him as been treated as like disrespectful, like uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They didn't want it because. Uh, it symbolizes someone who was given everything. Well, you know, Anthony Mackie, you know, he's yeah, I, 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 doesn't I, I, have that privilege, you know? Yeah. Uh, but even though Captain America didn't have the beauty standards, and then all of a sudden, he's big, white, and now all of a sudden, woman! I don't know. I don't know the context. Maybe it's different, but... I just don't want to watch this show, but I think every episode, it's going to be trending on Twitter, and there's going to be a bunch of incels that are going to be screaming about it. Well, Th- There's, like, Yellow Flash 2 in the fucking quartering. 
and like geeks and gamers. Calendar. Oh my the god! Every time I see a thumbnail of theirs, I feel like more and more of my brain cells die. <laughs> I swear to God. There's there's also Mahler and um. I'm just gonna call them all out here. Yeah, There's go for it. Critical drinker who actually liked prey, which mm-hmm. was weird. I mean, I didn't see that coming. Imagine having a change of heart. See, my, someone mentioned this, and it actually made a lot of sense. I highly doubt these people actually fully believe everything they're talking about. It's just it's their business. It's yeah. how they make money. Is to do shit like this. Just call everything woke and make a bunch oh, of Republicans angry. I, I fully believe the quartering business is personality. Well, I if kind you've of seen his and any of his videos and like the lore behind the quartering. It, you, absolute incel. That, but it, I'm I'm saying like incel. I don't think everyone is that exact same way. Yeah, and I kind of agree. That like maybe they're actually okay with some of the stuff. But for business, they just flip up on a camera, talk for 10 minutes about woke, quote-unquote. They bring up stupid shit that makes Exactly, no but that's, like, how they make money. Yeah. Is to just say woke, and then a bunch of Republicans in the chat are going to be like, Yeah, fucking liberals! God, they ruin everything! Let's go back to the old days of filmmaking. And when like, nothing had up. politics. <laughs> yeah, when nothing... It's like, have you never seen a movie before my guy there were politics in the earliest of movies like i shut up i get it if you prefer politics to be more subtle than up in your face but like they've always been there like literally metropolis in the 20s had politics so just like shut up (laughs) don't why why no politics in my movies jesus christ maybe they're just so dumb they don't understand the subtlety of those movies no, they don't. <laughs> they don't understand. Like, those are the same people who praise Starship Troopers. Like, do they not understand <laughs> the subtlety of Starship Troopers? They are and the how... people that Starship Troopers makes fun of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> big, egotistical, small brain dingoes. White guy. <laughs> Who's, like, pro-war. Yeah. Like, literally, when I watch the movie, it's like, I'm becoming a man, so I'm I'm joining the infantry to be a man like that is the most white male thing i have ever heard absolutely i mean jesus if, God, if you think God. that's what makes a man just go i don't know what to war. tell you <laughs> i don't know what to tell you yeah see starship troopers that's why i like the movie is <laughs> is that right i don't love it but i do like it for that a lot and the fact that it came out in what like so- that did that come out in the 90s? Yeah. Or was that the 80s? came out in the 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was with, uh, yeah, that was with Phil Tippett's big, just started doing random shit, yeah. He directed the second one. Yeah. And it was, I hear it's not great. I, I didn't well, see Well, Screen Rant said it's an underappreciated masterpiece. Well, Screen Rant can back up. They also said <laughs> Joker is John Connor's father. I did hear, <laughs> I did see that, yeah. See, Screen Rant, I... I'm going to do it right now. I can scroll over to the side on Google News, right? And I can see this. The greatest zombie movie of all time is streaming for free. Why the fuck are you making an entire article about one movie on a streaming service that isn't a review? 
It's the greatest zombie movie of all time. Oh, this is giant freaking robot, so, I mean, take it as you will. <laughs> What's um, it on? It's What's Night streaming? of the Living Dead. Wait. On HBO Max. Like the new one? The, no, the old one, the George Romero one. They, I watched that for, you gotta watch that, dude. I, you know <laughs> like, what? no joke. You know what? You know what? I'll make a deal with you. That'll be the series we review for Halloween, is the Living Dead series. Okay, okay. Even the reboots with Zack Even, Snyder? Yeah, or just the one. Okay. Yeah. Or just the old ones. Yeah, I'm fine. I love Night of the Living Dead. That, that movie was great. You hear, you heard it here first. That's the review. Okay. Yeah. We'll we, do for we Halloween. What's the Living Dead? I I'd totally be down. With I don't know if we're gonna do the Dead. series or just that one. For Halloween. Okay. Yeah. We can. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna keep going from She-Hulk now. So you wanted to mention something about a situation between Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. That I don't know what the hell you're well, talking about. So I opened Twitter, or I saw a YouTube video about it first, then I opened Twitter, saw both sides of the fanboys crying. I want to shit on Xbox fans because they don't understand the situation at all. They got mad because Sony's putting blocks on games to make sure they're not day one on Game Pass. Oh! Which is, that happens normally with exclusivity. Like, well, yeah. you're just paying for them to not put it on Game Pass day one. That's it's well, just see, that's business. how they market it though. Yeah. Cuz it's like that was Resident Evil 8. Yeah. It was. Like they just put blocks on it so they can put it on Game Pass and it's like, "Oh, well shit. We see, have See, that's how they rights. that's how Sony like makes money is exclusivity because they're known for their exclusives. Yeah. So when they say get it here first on PlayStation or you got to wait three months you can either wait three months or you can just do it on playstation and that's how playstation makes money right yeah that's how they did it with final fantasy 7 remake that went to pc like a year later but they made sure to pay for the exclusivity for ps4 instead of xbox and then with the new edition with the dlc they made sure that was exclusive to ps5 telling you yeah, it's, that's how they make money <laughs> i i think it's a good method it's i mean it's not the same as xbox and you know sometimes maybe people prefer like the timed exclusivity versus getting hundreds of games for 15 dollars a month yep <laughs> well uh but anyways uh so the 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 main thing was that uh sony came out and said because so in brazil they're investigating the whole situation between the buyout between Microsoft and Activision. Mm -hmm. And they asked a couple third-party studios, like, hey, is this going to damage your business? And, of course, you know, they're like, no, not really. The only one who said something was Sony, because, of mm -hmm. course, it's their biggest competitor. And they're like, yeah, Call of Duty is uh, going to fuck us over because that's the sole reason why people buy consoles. Which, I mean, what do you think of that? Is it, like, do you think it's that big? Like, there's just no competition? Every year, it's still number one. Yeah. Even fucking Vanguard was number one in 2021. And it was the most selling in a long time. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, I think they have a point in saying that. Like, yeah, exclusives do well, right? Elden Ring is at, like, 16.6 .6 million units sold in six months. And that's, like, one of their biggest games ever, right? But that's, like, on multiple consoles. And so is Call of Duty. And that, every year, 
time and time again makes billions. So I kind of agree a little bit, especially because like casual people know Call of Duty. Yeah. Casual people don't fucking know like God of War or Ghost of Tsushima, right? You have like your uncle like, yeah, you want to do a round of Call of Duty, and then they'll like crack them in their bush light, and then you like whoop his ass, you know. But like at least the Joe Schmo knows Call of Duty, you know. Yeah, it's, like, I mean, I th- I I think hopefully Microsoft has like I think what they were asking for is like or what the people, what the uh, Brazilian government asked was like. Do you think there's enough room for competition? Like, is there another competitor who could rise up, you know, and sort of beat Call of Duty? To like, not be, like, a monopoly or whatever? Or, yeah, like, is there enough room for Microsoft to not rule the world? Like, because Battlefield is really close, or was really close to Call mm-hmm. of Duty, and so is Halo, but Halo's with Microsoft too. Mm-hmm. But do you think Sony has the power to make a game that is as well-known as Call of Duty? Like, it's going to take over a decade to get the recognition that Call of Duty has. See, that's why I think they might have gotten Bungie. Because Destiny is fucking huge. So if they're able to market it right, that could be a competitor to both Halo and Call of Duty. Yeah, especially with Bungie's name attached. Yeah, that's, that's my guess. Because Bungie did say, yo, you need some fucking first person shooters, Sony. Let us help out. And someone was like, "I yeah, sure, we'll 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 use you, you know." Yeah, Xbox did say that, you know. Of course, they did that. There is enough room, and they're still gonna get Activision Blizzard. But yeah, I think Sony sort of shed some light on the situation for me, at least. I really don't think the purchase is fair anymore. Because I, I never like I personally don't have a lot of stakes in it because a lot of what yeah that company had, I wasn't a huge fan of to begin with. But there's a lot of people that are affected by this buyout. And I'm just like, I'm telling you, like, immediately after buying Bethesda, they do this. Like, yeah. imagine allowing a monopoly, bro, and get it down. Like, like, they already have that in the tech industry to begin with, with, like, Windows and shit. Yeah, they they are a monopoly. Like, Apple doesn't stand a chance for computers. Like, I don't think so, in like, my they, opinion. Like, they have, like... They are the alternative, but that's it. Yeah. They're an alternative. They're so, not the first choice. So what you think Sony's going to be is just going to be the alternative? The until alternative. They get their... Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, in terms of when you think about, like, Monopoly. Like, is this allowed, you know, in the grand scheme of, like, a company getting too large, right? They let Disney become a, a near Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're not over 50%, so we're not a Monopoly. But they're like 45 or some shit. Like they're really close. Yeah, when I think of a Monopoly, like, um, I think of like, like, I don't think of like owning IPs and stuff. I think of like, is there, if this company buys this company, is there enough room in the market for a competitor to rise? And I mean, maybe there is room once when Microsoft acquires Activision Blizzard, but like right now, I I really don't see another console, at least, competitor. No. Studio-wise, maybe. Like, There's a lot a of talent market, everywhere. But, yeah. but in terms of like IP that sells out constantly, Call of Duty's number one. And they're buying it. 
Yeah, so. <laughs> all the previous games plus the new games day one on Game Pass for only $15 a month is like the biggest steal for consumers in the history of consumerism. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is insane. Absolutely wild. <laughs> D- has anyone ever talked about the new Sony attempt at this? With like PlayStation Plus, is that not even out yet? I don't know if that's out. I think it is out, but yeah, because I, I tried to buy PS Plus and they asked me if I wanted the other Different. subscription, which is like more. But do you also? Well, I guess PlayStation Plus is online. Yeah. But yeah. See, I I don't know because they don't have enough money to just have one tier subscription service, so they have to have three, I guess. Which just makes it more confusing. Yeah. See, Nintendo's, it was simple. It was Nintendo Online. But now it's, oh, there's two separate versions for the one, and then there's two separate versions for the sequel, which has more content, but there's also two different versions of that, right? They're, like, branching it off, and it's getting... It's literally cable. It's cable, again. It's like streaming services. People fled to streaming services to not pay for cable, and now it's cable. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, I have to have this to watch this. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. oh I have to buy this bundle. To... Yeah. Like, I don't want to buy the Hulu Stars bundle. Me either. I have Hulu with ads, but I don't want to... Like, oh, wow, there's this indie movie I want to watch. Interesting. Oh, fuck, it's through Stars. Never mind. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Damn it. Right? Like, Prime also has Stars, but you got to pay for it. And that's a cable-only company stars is so i'm just like damn it <laughs> but that's how i ever that's how i watched sidetrack stars was the only reason i ever watched gremlins one and two you had got stars for like free so my parents and my grandparents we were living together at a point and they had cable because streaming services weren't really a thing yet so we had stars and i was sick one day so i watched both Gremlins 1 and 2 on Stars. That must have been like a free... They used to have free weekends for Stars and HBO. Oh, they did? Wow. Yeah. You, you might have just got lucky. <laughs> I might have. Because, yeah, my dad used to he used to browse through the catalog and, like, because, like, we paid for the recording feature and oh, we record yeah. all the stuff we yeah. missed. So we just have a bunch of shit to watch. Sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't have the recording feature. Or maybe we just never used it. Yeah. But, I mean... That's how I saw Gremlins 1 and 2. And I've never seen Gremlins 2 since. I've seen the first one once after that. I don't think I've ever seen Gremlins 2. It's pretty funny. People agree in my sentiment that it's not as good, but still good. Okay, well that's good. Is it as funny as putting a little Gremlin in a microwave and making it explode? That was in there's, the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. There's okay. a couple of things in the second one. Because it's the same cast. Like, this lady goes on a monologue, but then starts laughing halfway through. But instead of cutting it out, they kept it. So there's, like, random shit like that. That's just so out of nowhere and funny. But it just works. Because the tone of the movie is very comedic. It doesn't take itself seriously at all. But anyway. Did you know, apparently Stripes is going to be in multiverses. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pog. Yeah. yeah. And then they had the leaked data for Gizmo also. 
Really? Yeah. I only heard about Stripe. Okay. I mean, because of what we're about to talk about next, they have to get rid of Lord of the Rings characters. Oh, yeah. Wait, they do? They mm-hmm. have to get rid of them? They have to get rid of them. So, oh, this shit. leads into Embracer Group and their buyout of Lord of the Rings. Um, well, that sucks. Yeah, because literally when the leak happened, it had Gandalf in it. Yeah. But now they can't. They had all of that work, and they have to fucking can it. Which sucks, because that's probably like a couple thousand man-hours gone. But I don't think Embracer Group gives a shit. <laughs> no, they don't, because... Um, literally after they had announced the buyout, they're like, oh yeah, we're planning spinoffs for characters. I saw that, yeah. Like, I I saw one where it said Gandalf was getting a spinoff, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I think I'm just good with the three movies, to I, be I honest. feel like everyone is. Now they're free on Prime. Well, for uh, extended editions? I think it's just the normal. Ah, damn. <laughs> I to buy the 4K extended edition. Oh, the the ones that came out in, like, 2020 or something? Ah, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I Honestly, I kind of miss, already miss the way Warners che- treated Lord of the Rings. They didn't, like, milk it. Milk it. Because they already knew, like, if they ruined their reputation, their reputation would be ruined, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, so like, they treaded carefully, kind of, yeah. with the Hobbit trilogy. Well, they, and then there was only, like, yeah, there were a lot of games when the Lord of the Rings trilogy was coming out, but in terms of games, like, afterwards, there weren't a lot. There was, like, Middle Earth, Shadow of whatever, the two of them. Yeah. And then they had, like, Lego. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the Lego game was so good. Oh, Battle of Helm's Deep, Lego for Let's go. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I know they had studio interference for the Hobbit movies. Because it was going to be Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And then he left. And then they got Peter Jackson back. And then Peter Jackson made it a trilogy instead of a duology. Just awful idea. <laughs> I mean, duology, like, maybe. I could maybe see. It would have worked a lot better. Especially for the length of the book. Yeah, just, like, to be able to cut out characters that didn't give a sh- like, didn't matter, like, romances that you've told me. Because I haven't finished it. I'm only, like, 50 pages into it. Legolas is not in the book! And then he shows up in the movie, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, the romance between Evangeline Lily's character and the dwarf. I don't even think she's, she's not even in the book. Jesus Christ. The, the elf king maybe has, like, two lines, but I don't even think he's a big part like he was in the movies. I, I don't know what to do. like. Azog was in there for one page and, and he literally, dies. Like an hour in the first movie is them in Bilbo's house. Yeah. Like why? No one gives a shit. Why are they there for an hour? Move, for God's sake. I, I think of the book. They just like like they maybe show it's up like for like fifteen pages, pages yeah. and leave. They sing and then they leave. Yeah, they they sing they sing, eat their food and leave. Right. That's the pace of the book. But no, sit there an hour in the movie, why don't you? For God's sake. <laughs> anyway, Embracer Group is gonna probably fuck some shit up with Lord of the Rings. And they yeah. also have it not just for movies, but shows and games. And I'm like, oh, no, Yeah, the only oh, thing I no. think you should look forward to is games. 
Embracer has some good studios under their belt. An Eidos Lord of the Rings game? That would be fucking nuts. <laughs> I would actually love that. But yeah. In ter- like TV shows, the prime is Silmarillion times. Or a little bit after. No, yeah, it's way after. Silmarillion it's, it's after was... Silmarillion, but like it takes plots from that. Because you've told me the legal hell of the Silmarillion is insane. Yeah, it's like certain people are in certain on certain pages, and then these people. Yeah, that's why they can't make a movie because they'd have to go to like a billion people just to make a Silmarillion. Movie. Yeah, because the book was combined through notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Now. Yeah. It. So that's that's. I think that's why it's so fucky. But yeah. So speaking of games, we've got two here. So Dead Island Two got leaked. Now, this was announced, like, a decade ago, right? Yeah. And then they re-announced it in, like, 2016 and had, like, a Jack Black knockoff voice. And that didn't go anywhere. But now, it's finally happening. There's images on a Prime link. They have artwork for it. There's shots of gameplay. So it's finally happening. And I like the direction that the first game is boring, serious, and the whole concept was like, you craft all of the weapons and you're on an island. So have fun running through trees and resorts, and that's it. But now, hey, it's not even on an island, so I don't know why they kept it. Probably for marketing's sake. Yeah, that's literally the only reason. Yeah. But... I, I hope there's a variety of locales. And it doesn't look like... It's taking the Rage 2 route, as I mentioned to you. Rage 1 was a serious, post-apocalyptic shooter game. The second one went fucking nuts. It got really colorful. There was, like, weird music in it. Like, it took a different direction. And that's what Dead Island 2 seems to be doing. Because the cover art is, like... The guy is on a fucking floaty sipping a martini as zombies are like exploding behind him and shit. Like this is way more comedic. And I'm excited to not play it because it's seventy dollars. <laughs> oh, it's going for the seventy? Yep. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm kinda worried because I just hope it's not because the people who made the first one went on to do Dying Light, and I'm worried that it's just gonna be Dying Light but colorful. Well, I mean, at least, like, Dying Light has the Mad Max aesthetic, where, like, people are using handcrafted weapons and vehicles and shit. Yeah, I mean, Dead but... Island 2, one of the shots was, like, the, there's, like, a fucking electric yeah. barbed wire sword, right? So, I'm hoping they can get really creative with the crafting of weapons and stuff, because yeah, that... that's a large part of the first one. That was in, um... It's, like, item management, and, like, shit breaks all the time. It's, like, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> Dying Light is pretty much Dead Island, but with zombies that can climb sure. and chase yeah. after you. I just, yeah, I just hope this is very different from Dying Light. And I hope they get more creative with crafting, because that was one of the downsides with the previous Dying Light games. Well, it's a different studio. But, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I just want good characters, because the first game let you choose different characters, but it didn't really anything yeah this one it's six in this new one it's six yeah last one was 
four, and now it's yeah. six. Well, Jesus. I mean, they've had enough time to well, do that stuff. But I mean, choosing between only six characters really adds to the depth of the RPG mechanics that you can go through. Are you talking about Dying Light or this new? Oh, game? this is this one. Dying Light only has one character. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it all plays out. Because maybe the, they released a trailer, yeah, like a while ago with the Jack Black knockoff. Maybe that was 2012. That was 2012. Holy cow, what have they been doing for a decade? Like, I'm actually curious what happened for that 10 years. Oh, Because, well, like, that trailer was also comedic. Yeah. Right? There was a guy running around becoming a zombie and shit's exploding behind him. And he has the Jack Black knockoff voice and he, as he gets into, like, a hippie van. Right. No, it's, that didn't take itself seriously either. The the trailer was a dude who slowly gets in fat, turns into a zombie as he's running. They run him over, I think. Oh and yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. Black is like, Argh. yeah. I want to play as Jack Black. I mean, it was a knockoff voice. Was it actually him? No, it was a knockoff. But I want to play as Jack Black. Yeah, <laughs> I play as Jack Black. God damn it! And Jack Black did Psychonauts too. Yeah. So maybe they could actually get Jack Black. Maybe they did, and he just hasn't said anything yet. Damn, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to not play it. Unless it goes day one game pass, then I'll play it. That's that's true, though. Um, And then the next thing is Iron Man open world game, apparently, that existed. Got canceled. By the studio of Just Cause. Yeah. So was this after Just Cause 4, or was this like a while ago? Um... I'm too lazy to read the article, but I assume it's right after, because I don't think they've made anything since. I don't think they have either, but yeah. I feel like Just Cause 5 is around the corner. Because yeah. it's like usually every three or four years they come out with a new installment. So like 2015 was the third one, and then 2018 was the fourth one. 2018, yeah. So I'm curious to see what they are doing next. Look at this. They have a couple of games. Uh, they've worked on Rage 2 a bit. Wow. Oh, that was their last game was Second Extinction. Oh, no, they're working on this Contraband game. It's a Microsoft exclusive. What is that? Uh, apparently it's like a drug smuggling game. Breaking Bad. <laughs> Breaking Bad. But these I know these guys also made the Mad Max game that people love. But people like that game? Yeah. People it's a considered a cult classic, the Mad Max game. The twenty fifteen one? Yeah. Damn. That... But yet again, every Mad Max movie is considered a cult classic because every one of them bombed. Pretty much. I thought Fury Road had money. But I... No. It didn't? No. Why the fuck are they making two sequels then? Oh, because whatever. people love I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand either. See, Warner think... Brothers is like, wait, this bombed? Why did we make it? And then people are like, no, it's actually really fucking good. And then it wins six Oscars. And they're like, what yeah, the fuck? What, <laughs> what the fuck? Blade, Blade Runner was Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. Both of them bombed, and they're still making shit. That's true. I guess I just maybe... don't think Warner Brothers cares. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Because all of those are good. So just imagine making good movies. Movies, even if they bomb, yeah, I'm I. That's I can respect that. To yeah. be honest, I can kind. But of they're making stupid that. decisions with DC. Speaking but. of, oh my God, the transitions here are crazy. Ezra Miller of the Flash. 
Um, he finally apologized, and it was really insincere, and it definitely felt like a PR. Yeah. The team was like, listen, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, you gotta stop. You have to stop. Right? But isn't he still arrested in, like, Vermont? Yeah. For burglary? <laughs> Out of all the things, he gets caught for stealing beer. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, he hides a family on a cannabis farm. He assaults someone in Hawaii. Multiple, he's on the multiple run f- people in Hawaii. <laughs> he's on the run for, like, a couple, for a, a month or two, right? And then right, he just he, gets like, caught for stealing beer? Right, didn't he have, like, a gun in the airport or some shit? Yeah, apparently he had a gun. I swear to God, these... I don't know how the hell he keeps getting away with this shit. <laughs> he can't keep getting away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Honestly, they should just recast him. They should just not. They should just get Wally West. That's true. Well, see, I I think they should recast him in the future movies, just like another amazing transition on Twitter. They want to recast T'Challa. Yeah, and. <laughs> I kind of see where they're coming from, like, kind of, because, like, I guess they don't want Letitia Wright to lead it, and I can sort of agree with that, but also if she's good in the second one, then I don't really see why they couldn't. Well, who says she's going to be the one replacing, too? They look at the comics, and she did. And that's just yeah, the assumption. Yeah, this is the assumption. That is the assumption. But I'm just saying, what if they subvert and Namor becomes Black Panther? That would be wild. <laughs> nah. I mean... That would be kind of nuts. I would be surprised if they bring Killmonger back to life. The way the MCU's going? Like, no joke. I... Like, seriously, they're going to bring him back. I would not be surprised. I did hear that a while ago. But for me, I think they want this to be another Oscar that's yeah. why it looks better than literally everything else that they're doing right now. So I'm just like, maybe they let Ryan Coogler do Ryan Coogler shit. And maybe he knows what the hell he's doing. Because he does. Oh, he does. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that he just is able to make a good movie. Because no joke, after that trailer, I'm genuinely excited. Yeah. And everyone that I look up, is saying the same shit. They're like, eh? Then they see the trailer and they're like, hmm, interesting. Oh my Did God. you see the trailer with the deep edited in it? <laughs> I didn't. God damn it. I'll have to show you real quick. Uh, Black Panther 2. Do you mean the peak? <laughs> yeah, the peak. <laughs> also, I'm not done with season 2, but I am getting there. Oh my God. I, I wish I could play audio, but I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, this is... Yeah. That, see, I swear. Look at that shot. This is some Eternals shit, right? Natural landscapes, deep, dark shadow, lens flare, <laughs> lens flare. Look at that. Look at that shit. That's, that's why it's going to get nominated for, like, costumes and production design again. Again. Again, yeah. I don't think it's going to win this time. See that shot. That shot yep. is so good. Oh my. Okay, we, you can. I, we can look at the rest later because the deep isn't in it yeah. yet. Yeah, he's not but in either it. way, yeah. Black Panther two. Still very excited now. Um, 
I don't have any good transitions for these next two. So, okay. There's an Ocean's Eleven project. I don't know if it's going to be still called Ocean's Eleven. But Margot Robbie is doing it. And it was confirmed that Ryan Gosling is in it now, too. Are you alright? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's their second team-up after Barbie. So I just say Barbie, too. This time it's a heist. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Ryan Gosling again. He's having a resurgence. He's having a resurgence. <laughs> he did one shitty movie with the Gray Man, and yeah. now hopefully not shitty Barbie. <laughs> was gonna be, keep making the Gray Man movie, so he's gonna go good shit, good shit, good shit, good shit. <laughs> yep. I mean, fuck. everyone hates the Gray Man. Literally everyone, except for like some weird rednecks on Letterbox <laughs> or. 40-year-old white woman who has nothing better to do but watch Netflix. That's true. They don't like action movies. Well, I mean, like I can't Ryan say Gosling. I got nothing better to do, too. But. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of cinematic universes, oh my god, this fucking transition game is so good. John Wick is finally expanding its cinematic universe. Because, yes, they have the three, and they're doing the fourth one, but... They now have the Continental TV show on Paramount+. Plus. They have the Ana de Armas movie that's set in the same universe called The Ballerina, I think it's called, with Emerald Fennell writing, who won an Oscar for Promising Young Woman. Um, so they're finally spreading it. They're finally expanding it. And if there was going to be one action movie universe that I'd want to see expanded, it'd be John Wick. Because this sort of set the precedent for the action movie shit that we've been having for the past decade. Yeah. So, I'd like to see that more. Because also, John Wick is a guaranteed like, the action is incredible. Literally every other action movie is like hit or miss. But this series gets it right every time. I just hope they don't milk it to death, like the Gray Man. Um, well, see, it like it took it, them yeah. eight years to finally have one spinoff, right? So they've yeah. been doing it slowly. I, I am excited because that universe is interesting with the Hitman shit that they really tried to dive into in the second one. In the third really one, a that, little bit. Yeah, they didn't add that depth. Really. I, see, the third one, for me, is personally the best one because of the action shit the story i just tune out i don't care anymore i'm just like john wick go pew pew and explosions and people die right just they get too fucking wacky with it and i love it but that's all we've got for news unless you have anything else you want to add nope that's it that's it for me yeah so it's been an hour but now we're gonna get to what you've all been waiting for pixar ranking boys and girls um so let's start off with what we don't have that qualifies the we didn't wait long enough for the cars on the road to come out (laughs) yeah um we didn't include any of the shorts that happened before toy story or during like the beginning of every pixar movie and we didn't include the Disney Plus original shorts. So just no shorts in general. Just Only the 26 movies. 
Do you want to start? Yeah. What's your dead last? <laughs> My dead last is Incredibles 2. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot get over the disservice to the characters and um, how it... This movie is literally the same as the first one. Brad Bird has made phenomenal movies. Like I think every single one of his animated movies are in the at least the top five for me. I think for animated for for Pixar. Oh yeah, his two. Yeah. 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 But what I wanted to talk about for this one is it's literally the same thing as the first one, except and what I mean by disservice by the to the characters is. So, the mom, right? Mm-hmm. In the first one, she's like, you know, we maybe we should live a normal life and put the superhero stuff behind us, mm-hmm. right? Right? And she's the stay-at-home mom. And then uh, the dad is egotistical. He's nostalgic for the past. Mm-hmm. The mom's not really nostalgic. But in the movie, they're both nostalgic for the past in the sequel. Where'd that come from? Where's especially that conflict it, that she had in the first one? Especially because it's supposed to take place literally immediately after. Immediately after, yeah, yeah. So suddenly, just change your heart, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And Dash is reduced to just some dude in the background. No joke. And so is Violet. She barely does. Those yeah. kids barely do anything. At at the end of Incredibles, she's like, "Oh, I'm a strong, independent woman. You know, I don't need to worry about boys." Like you saw at the end, that same dude she's dating. She in the had sequel, to set up a like, date with him, right? Like she is the one being yeah. proactive here. You know? Yeah, and then in this one, she's like reliant on him. Like she needs him. It's like, I, I, I do agree. I do agree. But I don't have it last. <laughs> and the. I could talk about Jack Jack too, but I'm not. You Jack Jack is not. Child. He's not funny when you force in a scene where he just blows up the entire house and it doesn't fit. It worked for the short film because it was a short film. Yeah. If I you do just love shove that it in the short film. Jack Jack Attack is so goddamn. It's because it was a scene that was cut from the movie because it didn't make sense to put it in the movie. Yeah, you just hear it in the background yeah. when uh, she's on the call with the babysitter, the mom, and then you just hear shit <laughs> happening in the background. Like that, I agree, is funny, right? The fact that you don't know what is happening leads to the ending being way greater. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah. So like, is that? The only reason why... Well, that and the twist villain, probably. Oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about the twist villain. She's like, I hate screens and superheroes because my dad called the cops because he's called the superheroes because he's a fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like, I... What? what? See, okay. I... Uh, well, I'll get to this later, but I still think the animation is great. Right? Even, like, well, yeah. The designs of the characters, maybe not the new superheroes, but like... At least it looks different from everything that's come out from Pixar since fucking Frozen, right? The character models actually have, like, weird bulky shit going on. There's people, not everyone's, like, bubbly. There's some people that have, like, weird stick legs still, like the first one. Yeah. So, like, they at least keep the style the same instead of modern pixar fying it. And Disney. Yeah, Disney-fying it. Disney in general, yeah. And also, I think... You you probably might disagree, but like the they have some decent action scenes. The yacht one fucking sucks, but like oh yeah, the, the train scene the is so good. I think because of just like the the pacing of it, 
And also because, like, it utilizes the stretch powers. Yeah. I mean, it is also, it's also a good, like, because that was in the first one, too, when Mr. Incredible saved the train, too. It yeah. was not that long, but, like, seeing them, someone do the same thing but differently because, you yeah. know, they're superheroes, I think that is kind of cool, I guess. But you still have a dead last. <laughs> yeah, I still have a dead last because I'm Do, do you still have it out of one just yep, for... Yep, yep. Just to be an asshole, yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. My my dead last, I feel, is most other people's dead last, is Cars 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I... See, I have a reason for putting it a bit higher, so... Because <laughs> you didn't want to be an asshole, because you just fucking hated the second Incredibles so much. Yeah, yeah, that, that's... But, funny. see, that was the reason why I stopped my Pixar rewatch. It was because I got 15 <laughs> minutes into Cars 2, and I wanted to fucking die. So I just skipped past the rest of the movie, and I'm like, this was maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. So I put it out of one, and I said, <laughs> fuck you. This is terrible. How could you go from Toy Story 3 to fucking Cars 2? What happened? Spy movie. How'd you go from cars to cars too? That's a fair point. Like you go from racing to spy <laughs> to yeah. Action. You go from a movie that romanticizes the fifties and sixties American culture to fucking British spies and international espionage. <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? Also, Michael Caine needs to get a different voice, dude. I swear to God. It was so bad in this. Larry the Cable Guy makes me want to die. He's <laughs> so fucking terrible. Yeah, out of movie. all the characters, they could have... Like, they could have made up... I mean, if the voice actor for Hudson didn't pass away, they could have made a prequel about him, but... You know, Tom Mater. Yeah. The kids love him. Yeah, they like the guy that is a redneck. And he goes, yeah! And, and that's he's it. stupid. Ha ha ha. Guys, I'm a rusty old car. I don't fit in this scenario. Also, cultural appropriation. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they have some really racist cars in this movie. Oh, yeah, they're talking about the Italian? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And also, there's some Japanese cars. That... I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, not, not great. Not great. Wasn't this before, or was this after the dude left, who was the main guy at Pixar? John Lasseter? Yeah. No, he made this movie. He did. He he okay. directed Toy Story 1, 2, Bugs Life, and then a bit of a step down with Cars, but it wasn't awful, and then he did fucking Cars 2. <laughs> like, imagine, yeah. imagine being John Lasseter. I, I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. Well, was just a bunch of. Maybe everyone's got cars too wrong. Maybe they just <laughs> don't understand. Maybe we don't underappreciate it. We don't understand the complexities of cars too. Oh my god. Okay. So what's your twenty-five? Finding Dory. Fuck off. Okay. Well, all right. What do, What do you got to say about? Uh, it? the same thing as Incredibles too. Imagine waiting a decade for a movie that. See, here's the thing. I would maybe agree more with the sentiment that we didn't need a sequel 
to Finding Nemo I'm, as opposed to The Incredibles. But I think Finding Dory... Like, the, the fact no. that we didn't need a sequel... I mean, I get it if you don't make a sequel. If you make a sequel to something that didn't need one. But I think the fact that you make a sequel, but it absolutely is an awful sequel and pays nothing to the original, is not it a good thing at all. It kind of does. I mean... It I don't has remember a lot of similar structure. Yeah. Because like, it hops around from... It's, it's, it's a road trip movie. Yeah. But instead of it being the ocean, it's an aquarium. So you go from one where you meet an octopus to one where you meet an albino whale to one where you're in with a bunch of other dories and shit, right? One where you meet some seals and stuff, right? It's structurally very similar. With, and they did it... Differently, creatively, by doing it in a, uh, an aquarium. In an aquarium, which so actually she has to travel through the under. Yeah, and it actually rooms, makes but... sense though, because like, what would fish or aquatic animals feel about being in an aquarium? Right, that's an interesting idea for a movie about fish. Right, but for me, this movie, uh, obviously, it's boring. But the the problem is, Cars two. It takes a character who did not need their own movie and gives them their own movie. And you feel the same way about Dory? And I feel the same way about Dory. I didn't hate her. Like, I don't hate... She's just annoying. See, I like, I kind of agree. Ellen's... Okay, I'm gonna stay... I, I don't think Ellen's awful. I mean, obviously she's awful now because of all the things that apparently happen on the show behind the scenes, but like... I just as an always thought she was just what as as like an entertainer. Yeah, as like an entertainer, I just think she's okay. I don't think she's great, nor do I think she's bad. But well, see, I just don't like that she made um, Mariah Carey reveal that she was pregnant. Yeah, but then had the miscarriage a week later. Well, and then Ellen got none of the blame. <laughs> I'm just talking about as an entertainer. Yeah. Funny, <laughs> funny. Uh. And how all the other characters are shoved in the back burner again. <laughs> yeah, I, I s- like seriously just... don't remember what Marlin and Nemo did in this movie. They talked to Idris Elbaseal. That's it. <laughs> Nothing. That's it. Um, I do like Dory's arc. I don't like how really they structure it. With like, oh, she's having these f- convenient flashbacks about her past as she's looking for it, right? But I do like that scene where, like, she is, like, obsessed with shells. And so for years, her parents had lines of shells to bring her back to her parents. Sort of like a, this is a bit dark, but Jacob Wetterling, sort of. Yeah. They would have the light on. So... For like 30 years, they'd wait to see if he would come back, right? They do that in this movie, which is way less darker than that. But I just, I like that idea, sort of. And the fact that it has like no dialogue, I think like really works. Well, that's where I think Pixar shines. Is the, no dialogue. <laughs> the No dialogue and the little things that you notice. The heartbreaking stuff that you don't realize until you put it in real life context. Yeah. I guess. And no dialogue. But, let me guess, you have it at a one or something? <laughs> no, I think I, 
The only one I'm actually cruel to is Incredibles 2. <laughs> like, I I feel like all these movies, or a majority of them, are either okay or just, like, bad. Um, I have it at a 2. <laughs> just, you know, it's okay. I'm never going to watch it again. All right. Well, yeah. My 25 is The Good Dinosaur. Okay. I can, yeah. You watched this recently. Yeah. It was so boring. Oh, yeah. It tries to do the Nemo thing, where it's yeah. like a road trip, but this time it's a dinosaur and a human. The concept of, like, the trailer was so good. Like, what if the asteroid missed? Yeah. And the dinosaurs still existed. I saw that trailer when I was a kid, and I'm like, what the f- that's so cool. But now I think about it, I'm like, they just wasted it. Yeah. It's really stupid. But apparently this had a lot of behind-the-scenes troubles with, like, story production and stuff. So I can sort of, kind of, maybe forgive it for that, like a little bit, but I just don't. Look, the fireflies care. that are on the poster was that literally just one scene? Mm-hmm. I think so. When he was running the field with his dad, and they never brought it up again. Maybe. Didn't they? Didn't he run around with the kid later? I maybe he did, but that's the thing. I don't remember because it's boring. <laughs> I don't really remember. I don't. And I didn't. I didn't either. care that the kid left. I'm sorry. I don't either. I don't care about the emotional. Schaeferless has a good, like, sentence on it. It's like it's a very good-looking tech demo. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, yeah. All right. All right. So, what's your 24? Um. Cars two. Like, I know I don't have this lower, but like, at least it's funny. I didn't <laughs> find it funny. But, like, the like, memes behind it are great, and I'm glad they exist. But just thinking about it, how the hell did they get here? <laughs> I don't understand they, what was going on in their heads. Let's make a car espionage film in Europe. Yes. <laughs> with deep themes with corporate espionage. And capitalism. <laughs> capitalism. And, like, there's a German evil scientist, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, that's, you pretty much summed it up. Uh, I don't remember it being, I mean, yeah, I do remember it being boring. Because I didn't really like it as a kid. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, looking back on it. I watched every Pixar movie. But I would always stupid. skip this one. Oh, this is the one you'd skip. I, I wouldn't watch skip. them in marathons. I'd just pick whichever one I wanted to watch. I wouldn't do marathons either, but I owned all of them, right? I would just, like, skip past cars. <laughs> two. I'd skip God, past yeah, cars if you were going to yeah. skip over cars, dude, we might have to talk. Right. My 20. What, what, oh, what would you rate it? Oh, shit. I think I gave it a two also. Cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So, oh, I forgot to mention, I have Good Dinosaur to three. Okay. Um, my number twenty-four. This is gonna piss off people. Is Turning Red. I yeah. watched this right when it dropped, and like that wasn't awful, I guess. And I put it at like a five. But then I did a review for the school news, and I just kept thinking more and more as I was writing out the script for it. Like Jesus fucking Christ, this is actually terrible. How did this get past Pixar's drawing board, right? And now I think it's one of the bottom five of Pixar. 
I just think it's so bad. Everything that Pixar has been bad with in terms of plot structure, right? With the second act twist where the friends have to split apart Fuck. for that, five minutes. That's when the movie and just then come back. fell apart yeah. for me. The the cringe. The fucking cringe. Oh my god. We're, she twerks at the end at her mom. Like I yeah. get she wants female independence, but do you have the fucking twerk? Because <laughs> yeah, that was twerking is highly used for like it's sexualized in the media because that's what female exotic dancers use for entertainment on males. And yeah, so it just doesn't seem right to just seeing yeah. a kid. And then also like the boy band stayed back for some godforsaken reason. Yeah. And but, then there was like this magical like realm or some shit where they like keep the panda. Like and here's the thing, the, my biggest issue is that the movie at the beginning implies pretty heavily that the panda equals like womanhood in yeah. terms of like periods and shit and i'm like i don't hate that theme at all i think kids should realize more that this happens right so people ignoring it is really fucking stupid but they throw that out the goddamn window and she uses it as like a party trick and then it just becomes a different theme entirely. Yeah, the, the director even said that it's that the panda represents womanhood. But yeah, after she starts to turn more into a panda, they do throw that out the window halfway through. Like all of a sudden, she's like, um, you know, taking pictures of the panda and selling it to people and merch. And it's like if she's you, taking if you, pictures if you of imp- her period. Yeah, like just think about that in that context, right? Like I know they didn't. That's not what they meant, but, like, it when just you, doesn't... When you have that thing be one thing at the beginning and then change it later, yeah. you still think that what it was before is what it would be now, right? So, when she's twerking, is she twerking while on period? Right? Like, or, like think about it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but I just think that that was my biggest issue. Yeah. Was they threw that out the window? Because, like, Only Yesterday, which is a Studio Ghibli movie, my second favorite, has an entire 15-minute section dedicated to girls being like, yo, have you had your period yet? No, I haven't. Right? And them, like, becoming more sexually active. And that's, like, a great section of the movie. Right? And it's a kid's movie. But, no, Pixar's too afraid to just fucking say period. So they only imply it, and then they drop it later. And I don't they're know. afraid because there are parents who are like, I don't know if my kid should be watching this movie about periods, something that they will eventually learn about, no matter what I do. Especially if they're a woman. Especially if they're a woman, yeah. So, like, fuck off, <laughs> you're, you're a piece of shit. Or even Luca. Oh, they're not gay. I no, swear. it's about friendship. I it's swear. not about <clears throat> gay. I swear, guys. Right, so yeah, turning red, three out of ten. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Alright, yeah. what's your 23? Um, that was aggressive. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. I don't want to... I'm not going to talk about this one much, but The Good Dinosaur. I have nothing to add to what you said. It's just... Okay. 
It's yeah, a movie just kind that of exists. I remember my sister, she told me about it. She was like, oh, I cried at the end, way back in elementary school when mm-hmm. it came out. But, and I'm like, eh. Okay. I, Do I care, though? Yeah. Did I ask? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, shit. I want to play this. Oh, fuck. You don't want to get sneak into that. The deep. Um, yeah, my 23 is Brave. This is also a subject of um, bad production. Yep. So John Lasseter fucked over this movie really hard because it had a woman director writer the doing Lion the movie. King. Yeah. No, I, she did Prince of Egypt, not the Lion King. I thought she did the Lion King. No, she did. Prince oh, she of did Egypt. the Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Okay. It was other people that did the Lion King, okay. but yeah. then they get a white male that didn't understand the movie at all, right? Because he said the movie's not about gender, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking did, about? Did you, did you, yeah, there's literally an interview where he just straight up says that it's not about gender, like. I'm sorry. Did you not? Did you not understand the point of the movie? It's about a female princess not wanting to get married off to a man because she wants independence. But no, it's not about genders. Bears. <laughs> Bears. It's, <laughs> it's the it's it's the same problem with turning red. I think the first half has the themes of the good themes, right? That yeah. They should have touched, but then all they of a sudden it just it. goes out the and window. And it just becomes a mother daughter relationship. Which yeah. I don't hate, but also that's not what it should have been. Yeah. But whatever. That's also a three out of ten. So what's your twenty-two? My twenty-two is brave as well. Oh, for like um, similar reasons, or do you got more to add? I just hate the bear shit. I didn't find I any hate of the it inappropriate funny. humor as well. Oh yeah, where the kids like land in the woman's bosom or whatever, like ha 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 boobs. Yeah. And also Ooh. the fact that before, I watched this account like a month ago, but um, uh, the fact that I prior to watching it I didn't remember anything besides the first act makes sense. <laughs> I mean, makes sense, right? Yeah. I I just oof. like that's the part they should have stuck with was just make it the first act. Yeah. The whole time. So okay, my twenty-two is Monsters University. I watched this in the theater, actually, with my mom, sister, and grandpa. It was fun for the time. And now, like, I don't despise it, like, the stuff below. Or I guess I don't despise most of the movies below this list. This point at the list. But this one is, like, non-offensive. It's fine. It is a movie that exists, you know? Yeah. That's all I got. Like, no joke. That's all I have to say. It's a movie that exists. It's extremely forgettable. But the fact that Mike Wazowski is the one that can't be scary, but then you have a fucking marshmallow next to them. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's kind of stupid. Uh, And it kind of dropped the themes of the first one. Because, well, I guess it wasn't about the themes of the first one. But, like, prequel, but... It's kind of hard to do the themes of something in the first one. If it's like a prequel. Yeah. I, I agree. So, all right. 2022, 20, have it at a four. So, what's your 21? Uh, shit. Uh, I have it in my head. My 21 is turning red. It's not as low as you, but it's still pretty low. Mm-hmm. I 
I like the first half, but then all of a sudden, yeah, they throw all the themes out the window. Um, I actually did... So, the problem, the main problem I had with it was the last half, but also, um, I actually do like the character designs in this movie. Um, oh yeah, I make it a big deal out of it, because I think it looks the same as everything else. And... It's... Yeah, in my school review, I said that it looks the exact same as every other Pixar movie. They're, they're bubbly, they have big expressions. But, yeah, they, they hit it through the over exaggeration through the animation that they've copied from sony and they do it better sony does it way better imagine saying sony's better than disney that's something we shouldn't say but it just is this yeah but because sony yeah well because sony manages to do it to the point where it's not like getting rid of those emotional beats it's like when the mom's going through the store and it's like no that's not a what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, the over-expressions that the characters have and the over-animation, it kind of makes the emotional moments, like, not emotional. It makes it more funny, if you get what I'm saying, because they're... In Sony movies? In um, Turning Red. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, Sony does it better. Okay. Because, yeah. like... I was, I, I was a bit confused. And, oh, yeah. oh my god, do people cry a lot in this movie. People cry a Like, is it supposed to be sad? I mean, I get the character sad, but I don't feel anything. I but, um, the dad should have been in it more, because that would have made the last scene that he was in less, like, I would have cared more. Yeah, he has a monologue that's, like, really great, but he's in, like, the background. <laughs> he says nothing the Which, entire I mean, I'm previous fine. part of the movie. So I'm like, yo, where was this Chad before, yeah, David? I want to see a movie about the mom, actually, and the dad. Scared of the kid. <laughs> like, no joke, I want to see a prequel with the dad and the mom, and the mom's mom disapproves of him, and she has to Imagine break away from her. I just want to see the dad. <laughs> yeah, dad I just want to see the dad. Chad. But I hope, this, I hope Pixar drops, because I'm scared they're going to adapt the, over-anim- the over-stylized animation. And just copy Sony, because that's the new trend is the. But they're gonna make it look bubbly instead of you know interesting like the rest of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. I guess the an- I just I was just a fan of the style, not really the animation, animation style. itself. But yeah. okay, right? Yeah. What'd you give it? Like a four? Fuck, I think I gave it a five. Yeah, I gave it a five. All right, Cars three. I have it at a. At 21 out of 4. Okay. So, I think... I first watched it, and I was, like, scared. But I'm like, yo, this is actually really good. But then it's been a couple of years, and I'm like... Okay, I don't remember a damn thing about this movie. All I know is, like, it actually is just the sequel to Cars 1. Yeah. It literally ignores every single event of Cars 2. And I find that very funny. I like how it brings up a lot of similar themes... To Cars one about like finding new purpose, and so sort of how he becomes the Doc Hudson figure, even though he doesn't think he should be. I guess like it just takes everything from the first one and applies it here, and it just makes it more interesting than <laughs> missiles, right? You fucking Cut, Michael Caine yeah. on a fucking airplane, and then you. <laughs> 
Are you just shit's exploding everywhere? Like Jesus Christ. Anyway, what's your uh, number twenty? Fuck, I forgot already. I literally <laughs> just looked. Uh oh yeah, Lightyear. That's your twenty. Yeah. I mean, I like the hyper realistic look of it, kinda. Socks was cool. The twist is awful. I mean, in concept, it's not a bad idea, but the way it's executed. And, yeah. I just don't see how this could be the movie that inspired Toy Story's Buzz Lightyear yeah. at all. After watching Toy Story 4 and, you know, the music's playing and he's he's doing the thing, his inner voice thing. Yeah. That was that was great. I, honestly, I loved Lightyear again in the Toy Story movies, but this just wasn't... I think I just they just made the it funny, like, generic yeah. sci-fi action movie. Yeah, they made it a movie for the modern day instead of making it a movie for the nineties. Yeah, like just hamming up the cheese factor, right? And everything's like over designed and like bleak as shit when it should be like what the toy is, just like overtly colorful and comedic in tone. They just don't. Yeah, it just kind of seems weird that the toy isn't like that. Isn't over-designed. Or dark and gritty. Yeah. So, um, is that a four? Or is that a five? Yeah, it's at a four. Okay. My number 20 is Finding Dory. I defended this movie already, so I don't have much else to say. I have it at a five out of ten, I think. Um, so what's your uh, 19? Uh, Luca. Luca? Yeah. Alright. I mean, I don't hate Luca. I'm not, I liked Luca. Like, I don't have it. I literally don't have anything against it. It's just uh, another Pixar movie. For it's me, sort of at least. Like my idea of, like, Monsters University. It's yeah. It's just a movie that exists. Which, I mean, yeah. I think these next couple are just going to be that for me. Sure. I'd. I got nothing against Luca. Music's great, but animation I'd say is pretty cool. Concept is cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I. Bob doesn't have a twist villain. Imagine not having a villain. <laughs> That's. Well, no, well, they have the they yeah. have the one guy in the fucking scooter race. Who's <laughs> <laughs> an asshole? Yeah. Um, yeah, my nineteen is Lightyear. I enjoyed the movie a bit. See, I thought going in, oh, the twist is that it's going to be his dad. Because in Toy Story 2, they made that reference, right? And the gal was a Star Wars joke. But going into this one, I thought, well, I mean, yeah, are they going to have that as the villain? Right? Like, it's going to be his dad, and that's why he's not killing Buzz Lightyear or whatever. But no, it's just an older version not, of him. Now that you brought that up. Lightyear could have just been a homage to sci-fi films in general. Yeah, but they didn't. Do, well, that's not true. They had, like, 2001 shot where, like, he's going through the Odyssey and there's, like, the colors. Oh, they yeah. have that for, like, one second. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I saw that, but I'm like, well, then why'd you have it there? Right? So I feel like they maybe were trying to do that, but it just they didn't commit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe people just aren't creative nowadays. Also, also, people saying this movie is woke. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they have... It's woke? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the half-second... 
There is the half second kiss they have right at the beginning that I fucking missed. Yeah. I had to look it up later because I'm like, wait, where the hell was it? And then I found it. And I'm like, that's what you're mad about? What are you talking about? Like, oh my god, bro, I'm telling you. It's and then they say like, what a disaster, what a failure of a movie. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Swear to God, these people make me lose brain cells. They do. Well, see, that's that's where you bring up the other thing. They're literally just doing it for views. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, What's your 18? Uh, Monsters University. This is the same thing as Lightyear. It's a movie that exists. Except the only reason why it's higher is because it's Monsters, Inc. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But yeah, my 18 is Incredibles 2. I defended this movie already. Um, I know you don't agree with me. (laughs) See, I was never personally connected with The Incredibles, right? Everyone always said, oh, it's so good. But And I watched it a shit ton as a kid, right? Up there with almost nearly every other early Pixar movie. I watched it just as much, but I never like loved it as much as the other ones. And so when I rewatched it, I thought, oh, maybe I'll learn more about it. But then I watch it again, and I'm like, fuck, I feel the same way. I'm not that personally connected with as much of the stuff as I would have liked to that everyone else seems to feel. So it's a sequel to that. And I'm like, it's got some good stuff. But that's about it. But yeah, <laughs> I see a lot of people when this came out, they were like, this is Pixar's return. Yeah, the formula. IHE gave it an 8. Yeah. That's like really... Th- well, it's 8GN, so they'll give anything an 8. No, I'm saying IHE. Oh, like I-H-E. Alex. Oh. He gave it an 8. That is weird. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's weird. Also, yeah, Lightyear and Incredibles 2. I give it a five. So what's your 17? This is the one I have to... You can't see the list, damn it. <laughs> 17. Oh, Onward. Yeah. I like the concept, but again, I think everything falls apart in the last half. I... And the, en- the ending did... I agree with you. The ending was very emotional. Mm-hmm. And it fit very well. I just wish Chris Pratt actually tried. Oh my god. I never hated Chris Pratt, but I do now. And it's not because he's a part of a church or whatever the fuck. It's because he looks bored. Yeah. He looks like he doesn't want to be there. He's doing it for the money, right? My mom is watching The Terminal List on Prime, which is the new show that he did. And he literally is just like, you gotta do this, right? He literally is doing stoic he's doing what like sylvester stallone or bruce willis became they just got bored they're just oh wow i'm so famous i can do whatever the fuck i want that's exactly <laughs> what bruce willis no that's that sounds more like sylvester stallone to be honest bruce willis before he had the brain disease also oh, he, was pretty yeah. similar to that but yeah I just miss Chris Pratt from the Lego movie. Me too. I miss him from just 2014 to 2017. Like, I miss him from her. Me too. <laughs> I like chubby Chris Pratt. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Bring back chubby Chris Pratt. God damn it. 
Okay, my 17 is cautious. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of <laughs> low. Um, I know. I The entire Cars trilogy in the bottom 10. Yeah. It's not a good trilogy at no. all. Um, see, when I was a kid, my favorites were this and Nemo. But then I rewatched this, and I'm like, yeah, I actually laughed a couple of times. I was pissed in cup. He didn't want it. <laughs> he didn't want it. <laughs> See? Like, there are enough good things in this movie where it breaks six out of ten territory, but it, like, it's not overtly amazing at all. It's sort of just an okay movie. Yeah. And that's about it. So what's your uh, 16? Oh, A Bug's Life. I actually love A Bug's Life. Bug's Life. Bug's Life for me is so high. You're actually going to be fucking shocked where Bug's Life is. I, maybe, I I don't know, maybe I'll move it up, but yeah. Um, I kind of prefer, Ants came out around the same time, so there's the big debate between which is better. I think I prefer this, maybe. I 100% prefer this over I mean, I don't Woody know how to describe Allen. it because the movie is a mess, but conceptually, and also I just fucking love the movie. Bugs Life? Yeah, Bugs Life. It's kind of messy. It, yeah. But. And this is weird because I never watched a Bugs Life until, like, middle school. Sure. But, like, I wouldn't watch any other Pixar movie in middle school. It was just a Bugs Life for some reason. <laughs> you I just feel back. like it's just a good kids movie. I kind of agree. Also, Randy Newman's soundtrack in that movie slaps so hard. I don't remember it. It's so good. You, yeah. You'll have to look it up later, but that it's better than the Toy Story score, I think. But also, it's, yeah, Bugs Life is generic with, oh no, he lied. But at least they revealed that early. They did? I thought it was more towards the end. No, they, that's in like the first half of the movie. The second half Shit. is how they try to fake it. Oh. Trying to defeat the grasshoppers and stuff. Oh, and then they become, like, actual heroes. Like, they learn to become what they weren't, you know? I That's, like, the whole point again, of the second half. I thought it was more towards the end. Nah, it's it's near the first half, yeah. Um, My 16 is Onward, very similar to yours. It's very, like, I like the idea of a fantasy world that lost its magic. But the fact that it happens to be the main characters that happen to be bringing everyone's magic back yeah, is kind of annoying. And the it, emotional it, stuff at the end is good, but like the road trip aspect, I didn't give a shit about. It was just more of a self-contained story of them just wanting to get the dad back. Yeah. And it didn't end with a huge... Well, maybe it could have ended with a huge fight, but not in the town. They had the quote-unquote huge fight with yeah, if they just could or was it a it dragon? It was a dragon. Yeah, yeah. If they just, I think if they could have just kept it small scale, I think it could have been a lot better. Maybe, that but they didn't have a twist, twist villain. They didn't really have a villain. Exactly. <laughs> like uh, a physical villain, at least. Maybe the the stepdad, but he kind of. He's just cool. I like him. He just wanted them to come home. Yeah, he wanted to be a dad. He wanted to be good to them, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, working hard or hardly working. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most dad thing ever. I know. Shit. All right. What? So, uh, what's your what's your fifteen? <laughs> Jesus, that was regressive. Oh, inside out. Yo, that's mine too. <laughs> I I mean, I like the emotional beats for this movie, and I like it how you can. It's okay to have mixed emotions. Mixed emotions, and you don't have to be happy all the time. You know, like. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be fearful. Um, but the whole road trip adventure that they go through, I, I don't like. Huh. I think Like it's, the dreams or like a movie set or whatever the fuck? Yeah. I just feel like it could have been better if it was just a bunch of the emotions in the center and maybe they were arguing or something and then you'd switch between Riley... I don't know. And also, Bing Bong was pure emotional, like, tear bait. Yeah, he was. You have to, yeah, he yeah. was. Uh, also, I, it was kind of weird how all of a sudden, if they, like, I'm, I'm saying if they could have had more Riley in the movie, maybe it wouldn't have felt awkward if all of a sudden she became emo goth girl. Like, she, she did. Like, she moved, and then all of a sudden emo goth girl. It's like, if there was more Build growth up. to that happening, then yeah. I guess so. See, there was a short film that I thought was an actual sequel called Riley's First Date. Because I remember it was like D23 in like 2015, their big press event or whatever. And I thought I heard like sequel and it was called Riley's First Date. I'm like, what the that's kind of weird, right? But I found out later, because it never came out. So I mean, what the hell happened with this? It turns out it did come out, but it was a short movie film. And I was just an idiot. <laughs> I, was just, I was just a dumb idiot kid. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree. Bing Bong is tear bait. Also, why'd they call him Bing Bong? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Um... A lot of the emotions don't do anything, really. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. It's Phyllis from The Office and Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec. <laughs> As <Amy> Phyllis. Phyllis. <laughs> and, they, and they just talk about emotions. And I'm like, oh, okay. I give it a six. It's fine. Also, you haven't been talking about the rating. So I don't know. Yeah, I haven't. Um, Inside Out, I gave... Six. Alright, so what's your 14? Oh, I'm gonna get absolutely destroyed. It's Coco. <laughs> A lot of people have this in their top five. Yeah, that's I I mean I like the music and I like the, the art art style, but it has that same animation, you know, the Big bubbly like you were talking eyes, about. Bubbly, yeah. yeah, but but at least some of them are skeletons. Yeah, some of them are skeletons. Uh, the uh, what do you think of the villain? I don't want to get into the villain. <laughs> I saw that a mile from a mile away. But I feel like that was the point. I don't think they were trying to keep it as like a twist villain, or maybe they were, because like yeah, he's nice for like one scene and then he's evil. Like I, I, I couldn't so tell. Fucking you. bad. I, 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 
I don't know what it is with Disney's twist villains, but they just try and subvert your expectations. Or you just see it from a mile away coming. It, either it doesn't make any sense, or you see it from a mile away. And then everyone else in your family is like, oh, well, you're like, am I the only smart one here? Like, what the fuck? Well, see, there are times where, like, you brought up once where, like, you were like, oh, yeah, I saw the villain in Zootopia coming from a mile away. And I'm like, I didn't. How the fuck were you supposed to know that? There was what? zero indication. That's the that's <laughs> the thing. You have to expect that from Disney movies. There has to be zero indication that it was... Like, no joke. When I saw it for the first time, I was the only one who saw it coming. Everyone else in your family was like... Yeah, like, my sister's fuck. like... It's the, or, like, my dad's like, it's the fox, or the, it's the leopard, or... I don't... Like, it's the my dad always goes for the obvious one, like the lion, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, it's the fucking lamb. You see her for two scenes. She has the perfect motivation to do it, too. Why? Because she's in the background. I don't get it! <laughs> I don't understand why uh, you guys don't understand that. I I, I perfectly I, understood that. I'm. That's when I used to be good at predicting twists. No, now I'm not. pretty decent at it. Maybe it's because I got older that I just suck at predicting that. <laughs> I feel like I got better as I aged, because I just wasn't looking out for it. I maybe... Maybe I'm just a... Gamer. <laughs> just a gamer. gamer. Alright, my 14 is Luca. He's very charming. Like, I get the movie's technically supposed to be, like, a bromance. Like, bro, fucking kiss, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, stop being anti Gay Disney, for Christ's sake. It literally is like Call Me By Your Name, except sea monsters. And less and less fucking peaches. peaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> less fucking peaches. Um, but it even has, like, the girlfriend that, like, gets in the way of the two's relationship. Right? That's even in Call Me By Your Name. But, no... They're not gay. They're just friends. Trust me. We don't want to show gay. Like, yeah. For fuck's sake. Disney doesn't. It would be considered too woke. And then they have half a second kissing scene. It's like the wokest thing on earth. Yeah. Quit shoving your politics down my throat. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. This is so okay. Um, I give it a six. It's charming and enjoyable. But I, yeah, I hate that they keep doing this in every movie, but they split up in the second act for like five to ten minutes, and they come back at the end anyways. It's a misunderstanding. Ha ha ha. Friends. Friends. Yeah, anyway, what's your 13? All right, one sec, I'm just going to pause it. Okay. All righty. So, um, what is your number 13? Uh oh, Cars three. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't. All right. I don't know where we left off. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, my next one is Cars three. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I actually like Cars three because uh, it's a good sequel. Mm-hmm. And I was actually entertained while watching it. This was the one, like, the one Pixar movie that I watched during this marathon where I was actually like. Not focusing on my building my Legos. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. Hey, and 
You're you were engaged. Yeah, I was actually engaged. That's <laughs> yeah. My, I, I kind of agree that it's a good sequel. I just have it lower because I didn't find it like funny at all. I'm just glad Mater was in it for like two scenes and like nothing else. Yeah, me too. They got rid of Mater. Thank God. That would have. Imagine if he was in it the the same amount as like Cars two. I would have fucking died. <laughs> Imagine if they kept going with the Cars two shit. So it was like another spy. That would actually be kind of nuts. <laughs> I would laugh. Like, I don't find Cars too funny. But if they did Cars 3, another spy movie, I I would have laughed. <laughs> like, just... well, like, they have to, like, they get Mater to steal the simulation. <laughs> so, so McQueen can... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, my, my 13 is Coco. We have very similar thoughts on this. It's it's it looks gorgeous at points. I hate the Remember Me song. It's terrible. People <laughs> cry at the end, and I didn't shed a tear. I'm just like, remember, remember me. Like shut up, <laughs> right? And that one over, fucking. I gotta stop getting mad about that. Either way. Joke. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it. Who doesn't pay their taxes? Who pays the taxes? Bad man. <laughs> Any. Yeah, that's it's a six out of ten. It's it's solid. That's all I gotta say on it. So what's your twelve? Okay, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Is it cars? It's up. And that's pretty close <laughs> for number. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have this in their top five, too, up. Uh, but the first ten minutes of a movie does not make a movie good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Concurred. Concurred. I think, and I, I like the themes, and I guess I'd never noticed the ending until you pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. And I I like the ending, but it's just everything that happens in between is really weird. Like, it becomes, like, a weird, like, was sort of like a pulp movie. Because yeah. the the first part takes place in like the 40s or 50s. And so it, it has like a similar pulp like action style to the 40s and 50s like action like comics of the time. Right? It, it has like that similar like sense of adventure. Yeah. And like the narrator is this like similar to like how it would be back in the day, you know, like they're setting off on a quest, right? Like just they they keep that tone throughout the action stuff, but that doesn't mean you have to like the action stuff. <laughs> That's why you should watch the trailer if Up was directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> You've never seen that. I, I think I think it's pretty keno. Yeah. Too. Um. So okay, now hear me out. My number twelve is Toy Story three. Oh, yeah, I actually lowered mine, so... So, yeah, so, I had this at a 10 out of 10 before I started this marathon. I did two until I watched Toy Story 4. Yeah. Like, why did I give this a 10? I know, and then... Because, see, when I rated it on Letterboxd, I hadn't seen it in, like, eight years, so I was just going off of, like, a seven- or eight-year-old me that's just like, oh, this movie's so good! So, like, I just rated it like that. 
But then I rewatched it, and I'm like, Jesus, why the fuck did I give this a 10? No, my God. Like, I just felt weird about it. It's it's a fun heist movie. I like the woody stuff. I like how breezy it is. It's a very quick movie. I think, overall, it's an extremely... Just, it's a fun movie, and I like the ending a lot, but that's all I gotta say, really. It just so happens that this is better than all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, I give that a 7. That's probably what I'm going to say about the next one, because this one's awfully low, too, but I think Toy Story 2 is the weakest Toy Story. We'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> that's your 11? Yeah, that's that's my 11. Um, this sort of started the twist villain trend for Disney, but I'm just putting that out yeah. there. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad, but no. A Toy Story two, I I like. Well, see, like, like I think the, the next... prospector actually gives an interesting alternative. Yeah. To like the themes, you know. So like, I'll talk about it. Be later. a collector or not, but like I'm not saying like I think the next movies I'm gonna be on. I'm just gonna I I don't. I don't. I don't hate really any Pixar movie besides Incredibles two. This is some of them. It's just this one. I would just not prefer to watch over the the other three. That's fair. Yeah. But I I did like the themes, uh, for the movie, and Buzz Lightyear, and the fact that they kill the fucking bugs from a bug's life. Oh yeah, the (laughs) after I know. See, whoever came up with those. Should get a race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're so good. So yeah, like the ant walks up to the caterpillar. It's like they're making a sequel. It's like to our movie. What are we going to do now? And they're just like, well, it's not to us. And then <laughs> he just murders them. Oh my god. Yeah, that's they should have kept that in the movie. <laughs> they should have. Yeah, that shouldn't have been for marketing. <laughs> god, that's so good. Yeah, just murder the main character. Here's a different movie. A bug's life is over. <laughs> but I think that also kind of sparked the um, Pixar theory. Because Mike Wazowski is swimming in the credits of Finding oh, Nemo. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the Pixar theory. I don't either. But I'm just saying that probably yeah. gave people the impression that it could have. Imagine Easter eggs. Just like sitting there and people like <gasps> Connected or connected Brave and Monsters Inc. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> okay. Um, so my eleven is a bug's life. Speaking of a bug's life. The score slaps. Kevin Spacey's great at being a villain. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Um I like how violent it is. It's like shockingly violent. There's people that get like crushed. There's people that like or nearly, like, the main character's nearly beaten to death. At the end, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. it's a yeah. violent movie. <laughs> but, or yeah, I like how Hopper gets eaten alive by a bird. Like, I, I love that. It's so it's so graphic, too. Like, you uh, hear the screams. That's why you like ants. <laughs> ants. Well, they swear in ants. I know. I was shocked, because I was, like, 11, and I was, like, we had a... Like, we were being babysat at the time, and the person had a VHS of ants, 
so we put it in and then they kept saying like hell and damn and i was like so like weirded out by that because like they're stuck on a shoe i remember and then there's like a penny and they're like who the hell is that and i'm like why are you swearing that's so weird but also there's also a scene in the movie where the main character sexually harasses the princess so uh Woody Allen moment. Yep, yep. I was gonna yep, Woody, <laughs> Woody Allen, Allen moment. But I love the scene. I know off topic, but I love the scene where he goes to war and they're marching, and then everyone gets fucking killed. <laughs> it was traumatizing to see. <laughs> what as a, a kid. weird movie. See, it, I think it'd be harder to do a DreamWorks ranking. Yeah. Because they just come out with more stuff, and also a lot more of it is terrible. <laughs> Like, don't make me rewatch Croods 2. For the love of God, please don't make me. Um, Alright, so now we're in the top 10. So, what is your number 10? Oh, we're already the in the top 10. 10. Yeah, see, it's not as long as MCU. Because that has like 10 extra stuff in it. Oh, shit. So, Controversial, but soul. Yo, that mine's actually pretty close to that. Yeah, I, I don't get why people don't really like this movie, but I. Why they don't like it, or they do like it? Why they. Don't have it like why they a lot of people have it lower like mid level. Sure. I mean, mine's closer to mid in the top ten, but um, I think the thing that really stuck with me is the is the uh, themes uh, throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a spark. That that doesn't really hit towards the end, but the animation also with the uh, godlike beings where they're two dimensional mm-hmm. and they just stick to lines like the dude just going through all the cracks in the. Yeah. floors and stuff I think that's really creative um, but I think what could have made this movie better was if he died at the end mm-hmm. I See, actually think it would have tied the movie together I know like a lot that's better. what I thought when I watched the movie I was like you keep saying there's no second chances so the last thing you do is give a life meaning and then yeah. you die but instead, they're like, no, we're going to make one exception, and it's for you. Like, why? <laughs> like, why exactly? Would it be... They were touched by the... Yeah, I just thought that was too Pixar-y. It's like... I was get, balls, I was ready for to God's just, sake. <laughs> I was ready to just let it all out. Like, if he dies, that genuinely would be, like, fucking heart-wrenching that he gave someone meaning. I know, that's why I wanted it to happen. And he said his life was meaningless, but now his life has meaning too, because he gave someone something to live for. Exactly. That's why I think he should have died. But, but no. Yeah. To come back to life. Also, when they switch bodies wow. with the yeah. cat and shit, that was weird. I didn't like that. That's like some blue sky shit. Well, I mean, I like the fact that she got to see the world through his perspective, but yeah, it was kind of stupid but yeah, yeah. So my number 10 is up <laughs> i know it's it's good i i i did point out yeah it, it actually connects the themes to the ending yeah pretty well i didn't notice that the first time i just thought oh the first 10 minutes sad then the rest is funny but i'm like no there's actually some shit that happens at the end it's pretty depth. emotional yeah there's some depth did it deserve a Best Picture nomination? Fuck best, no. Best Picture? Best Picture. It was nominated for Best Picture. And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I thought Jesus. they were against that. 
No, it's only happened like three times ever. With Beauty and the Beast, with Up, because that's the first year they had ten. Then Toy Story 3, because that's the second year they had ten. But then it went to eight or nine, and they never had an animated film again. Why don't they just do it again? I'd have an animated film in Best Picture? Yeah. I mean, they're the same thing. Well, because they, like, it's like when an international film gets into, like, Best Picture. It's, like, quote-unquote weird, right? It doesn't happen a lot. But it's even more weird for animated films. And it's even more weird for, like, superhero films or, like, genre films, like horror nowadays. Even though a horror film won Best Picture in the 90s, but whatever, that's fine. Whatever. Um, I do think the character designs are funny. Like, Carl's face is a fucking meme. <laughs> the, the square. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 My um, yeah. gold derby is his memed face. It's, <laughs> it's, it's framed out. You can barely see the smile creeping in. We have that as one of the reaction emojis on the Discord. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I I like the movie. It's a 7. Right. So what's your number 9? We're getting, hopefully, into the big boys. Oh, kinda. yeah, Toy Story 3. Um, I know a lot of people bring up the fact, oh, the ending, but the ending doesn't make the movie, you know? Yeah. I don't think it does. The beginning is great too. Mm -hmm. They're actually toys. Yep. Like the toy world, I think that's creative. But then also, I think at the beginning they go through his. Yeah, they they do the little montage and then he's in college. Mm -hmm. But I think what honestly makes this movie better is Toy Story Four. Like retroactively. Like retroactively, because yeah. like. I'll probably talk about it when I get into Toy Story Four, but. Um, I, I like the high stuff, and I like uh, the purple bear. Lotso? Lotso. I think he's a great villain. Not yeah. gonna lie. I know he's a twist villain. Yeah. And you can see But at least, coming, like, that happens in, like, the second act. Yeah. And it, it lets it sit for the rest of the movie. And he's just, like, truly despicable. Yeah. They don't, like, try to redeem him or whatever. Like, he lets, like, toys burn he would let yeah. them burn alive right he uses people he like abuses the baby toy like he's a piece of shit <laughs> like he's a true villain but i love ken too ken <laughs> michael keaton ken bro so good it's so fun i'm, I'm kind of sad he wasn't in toy story 4 but you know how else are you gonna do that wait I, I didn't even put toy story 4 in my ranking what oh my god shit i forgot i'm just gonna shove in toy story 4 Somewhere. Somewhere. Or so I'll do my number eventually. Yeah, I'll just put Toy Story 4 is in there. It's not, it's probably somewhere mid. Above Toy Story 2. Probably below, so like right below. Oh. So that doesn't change your top 10? No. Oh. So you think Toy Story 3 is better? Yeah. Oh. I But I think it's I... made better because of Toy Story 4. Okay, okay. Yeah. Alright, so now my number 9 is Soul. I kind of talked about a bit of it already. If he died, I never found it funny, and the body swap shit was really dumb. Except for the scene where they're in the barbershop. That's a good scene. But, like, that's 
I don't have much to say. Like, that's a nine. Not a nine. It's a seven. But well, I have it at nine. What did you like about the barber scene? So, like, it, it was, like, down to earth, and it talked about, like, the simple things in life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the main Tina Fey's character is forced to think about, like, big picture and not, like, what actually means to have a soul in, like, a human. And it's about, like, the little things. Yeah, the of, barber's, like, yeah. 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 Okay. Or, I like, what you mean now. Here's, yeah. like a, here's, like, a lollipop or something, you know? Or, like, they talk about just, like, yeah, like, menial things, but it's because of that that gets Tina Fey to want to stay in the body. Well, I didn't, beyond that I didn't get that until Earth. she got the seed on her sure. hand. And then there's the lesbian couple, woke, woke, woke that woke. are laughing in the back, and the dad's playing with the kid, and yeah. And or like, and that leads into the scene where she's like sitting on the curb. Yeah, it's like autumn, and there's like she's looking at the leaves and stuff. Like very good, very good. Just like, see if this movie just committed more. Yeah, it would have made it so much better. But yeah, that's a seven out of ten for me. So now number eight, we're in the top two rows. Of Oh, cars. Jesus. So <laughs> I fucking love cars. <laughs> I think, no joke, I think this is literally a perfect kids movie. A movie? No, no, no. <laughs> but definitely, this is one that I would definitely show my kids. I guess. <laughs> because it's stupid. Yeah, that's fair. But Owen Wilson is per. This is the one Pixar movie I probably watched the most. So I have a lot of. I don't nostalgia. have as much connection, but I have a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I do. And it's just simple. I know it doesn't have a lot of depth. But so what? So what if it's stupid and the world building doesn't make any sense? And then in Cars 3, there's a taxi. You know, they're all cars. <laughs> but I saw that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. I'm like rethinking my childhood. It, so there's... Bug cars. Yeah, but there's, there's a, taxi cars. There's the semi truck, right? There's the they go inside the semi truck. <laughs> Just think about that. Also, they don't have thumbs. How do they build shit? Things just appear. <laughs> it just exists. How do they mate? <laughs> Bro, oh my god. Oh, one thing I will say about cars and cars three is Sally is awful. <laughs> She's definitely, like, one of the worst female side characters from a Pixar movie. Because she doesn't add anything, and she's just there for woman empowerment. Mm, okay, yeah. What would you give it? Like, a 7? I Yeah, I give it a 7 still. It's not as high as Soul, I think. But <laughs> I'm sorry. My number 8 is going to get me fucking assassinated. It's the first Incredible. Oh, yeah, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're kidding. Uh, <laughs> in partial program I watched this movie for like lunch and then I saw it for the Pixar ranking so I've seen it twice in the past like month and I don't see the hype I don't see the hype <laughs> see I just I just don't understand that you think you gonna talk about Incredibles too. Incredibles 1 is a satire of superheroes mm -hmm. Incredibles 2 is a generic superhero movie Imagine being that fucking blind. <laughs> I know. See, I agree. It. I love that they talk about, like, 
in the car when it's Bob and Frozone, and they're like, guess what he fucking does? He has me in the palm of his hand. He monologues. He fucking monologues. Like, I love that scene, right? But then, like, yeah, they keep referencing, this is the part where I would give the monologue. But then he gives the monologue anyways. And I'm like, I get you're trying to be comedic with it. But if you then do it, it it's a bit re- recursive, you know? I just think it's a bit messed up. <laughs> <don't you think? laughs> and, like, yeah, the Edna mode, though. I fucking love Edna mode. <laughs> All right? It's like, come here, darling. The fact, well, they've done it before in some media, but, like, the costume, like, maker for superheroes, but there's just one person, I think is a cool idea. Right. And then she's like, knock A show about a costume designer for superheroes. Dude, MCU ruins it. Yeah. I just love, like, the fact that that's the director is Edna Mode is so funny. Yeah. Just coming up with that voice, I would love to see, like, the design. Because, like, Edna Mode's my favorite part of the movie. That's, like, not even a joke. Every time she shows up, I'm like, God, I could watch her all day. I always thought it was cool how she had a garbage that just turns things on fire. <laughs> if you remember that small detail. But oh, yeah, I do. Thing she... off and then... <laughs> yeah, like, it is interesting that it's set in the 50s but it could be misconstrued as modern day because they yeah. do have old because they have like a bunch of sci-fi shit like weird like really fast planes and giant robots and stuff well, that also brings up i like the color of the movie too i like it to be in the office it's like gray and blue like you know she every wants to die. like yeah. every what every movie does with an office uh-huh. but then it becomes more colorful later on especially on the island uh-huh. when he's like full of life and that's adventure. like the whole point, you know. Yeah. But then he realizes that the light is with his family. Well, <laughs> yeah, but also like he's a lone wolf, and when he's captured, he gets saved by his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I just yeah, I, I kind of ag- what the fuck? Why do you? Okay, never mind. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, oh, the grad. No, look, oh. Ryan Gosling stickers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna put those on my car, but I lost two of them. Those were like no joke. Those were like ten bucks. For that? I thought I was getting a lot more than just five. Jesus. That's I thought I would get like a package. Funny, That's like, kind of. This is like rigged. <laughs> anyway, yeah, cars. Why did I say cars? Incredibles <laughs> is a good movie, and that's the first eight out of ten. But I don't love it. I never loved it, but I rewatched it twice. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. And then I just never felt it. See, I feel the complete opposite about that. Uh, so it's number seven now? I think Nemo is the same for me. Is that just my next seven? one? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Nemo, and I get why a lot of people love it, but. I've never had a connection to Nemo, mostly because I feel like the last half. Or when it switches to Nemo, it's not as interesting as Marlin. Sure. But yet again, it does tie the movie together. I, I kind of agree, because that was like my favorite movie ever. And now it's like, yeah, it's good. And but it's it and it's like top five Pixar for me personally. But I don't like love it as much as I did. It does have some plot still. Yeah. Um 
I can, yeah. I can accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will, I do agree. It's definitely one of Pixar's best. But is that an eight for you? Yeah, I think I gave it an eight. And then, uh, my my number yeah. seven is Toy Story. Okay. Very funny. Very entertaining. Super fast paced. It's just got high energy. I think the Sid is a fun villain. <laughs> Sid is a great villain. What are you tired? Pop Tart time. He's like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sid, your Pop Tart's time. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I. I just want to think about like the mental health implications of them revealing that they're alive <laughs> yeah, at the end. <laughs> well, I like the the switch back and forth, like because those there are two different kids with toys. There's the ones who actually play with them nice. There's the ones who rip them apart for some reason. I was the one who would always try and keep them together when my cousin would like rip them apart. Yeah, I would always like physically cringe when he'd like fucking destroy my Legos and shit. Like, I just like, don't get it. I don't get it. I was the kid that tried to keep stuff together, but they would just end up breaking. Oh, on accident? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did that in... Uh, and he did that in Toy <laughs> Story too. He accidentally yeah. broke. He, he, yeah, he ripped Woody's arm and he felt bad. Yeah. 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 That happens all the time. But I'm talking about like oh, destroying it for the sake of destroying it. You're like, just like, I'm going to put a rocket onto this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also love the ending. It's like, we're flying. No, we're gliding with style. <laughs> but yeah, the ending is kind of dumb when it's like Christmas. And it like zooms out of the house and then they reveal it's a dog. And they have like the cheesy 90s like, oh brother. And then it cuts <laughs> to the credits. I'm like, fuck well, That doesn't off. go anywhere in the second one. <laughs> Just fuck what? off. Yeah. I, di- I, we're getting to the ones where like seven and up. I'm like, I could fucking watch these all day. That's where we're at. This is like hitting some childhood nostalgia, you know. Um. Alright, so what's your number six? Well, this is my number five, remember, because I missed Toy Story 4. Oh, but wait, we're on six. You're on six, I'm on five. You can go again. Did you not do six? Well, because remember, I, I forgot to put Toy Story 4 in my ranking. Yeah, so you would add one. Oh, so, yeah, so what's your six? six? Well, my sixth one would be Toy Story. Oh. But it's my yeah. top five. What? <laughs> well, remember, because I missed, I missed Toy you, Story you go, 4. You went first, so yeah. we're on 6 now. You're on 6, because I forgot to add... I forgot Toy Story 4. No, I'm I about didn't... to go on to 6. Yeah. So you do 6 first, which is Toy Story. No, my number 6 is Finding Nemo. What? No, my number 6 is... Yeah, my number 6 is Finding Nemo, because... Okay, I, yeah, look. just go. Just okay, go. Fine. My number six is Toy Story Two. You had it really fucking yeah, low. I have it really low. Um, I have it really high. <laughs> See, I never loved it as a kid, but I rewatched it. And I'm like, Jesus, this is really good. Like, if the Toy Story series ended there, I would have been fine with it. I would have been fine if it ended with the first one. Yeah, but and the cheesy nineties ending. I don't know. <laughs> and the fourth one. Well, I hope they ended with the fourth one. Imagine they announced Toy Story 5, bro. Oh my 
God, <laughs> stop, Disney. Anyway, I think, yeah, the... When the Jesse scene, where she, like, reveals her past, and there's, like, no dialogue. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's purely just the song. Like, that nearly broke me, dude. That felt so personal, because I remember, like, a couple years ago, when I was, like, putting my stuffed animals in a tote, and, like, I felt that exact same way that, like, the girl did to, like, Jesse. They sort of just, like, didn't care, and they threw it in a box. But then I remembered, like, yo, well, how would the toy feel? Just being stuck in the crack of my bed for, like, years on end yeah. and getting thrown in a box, you know? It's like, I felt bad for inanimate objects, you know? Like, that yeah. scene was so good. Oh, that was me with, uh, when I put my Transformers away in the garage forever. I'm like, damn, I remember when these weren't broken. Like, <laughs> I just got them for my birthday, and then my cousins destroyed them. That's, like, why I'm afraid yeah. to get rid of my Legos. Yeah, like... Because, like, I've had so many... I've had some for, like, eight years. Like, Lego sets from, like, Age of Ultron. Right. Oh, I never got Age of Ultron sets. And I just, like... I, I, I still have them. I'm like... They take up so much space, and all they have is dust on it. But I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. You know? I had to move all my Star Wars figures to put the Ninjago castle up there so I can put the castle right there. Because otherwise there was no... The Death Star is too fucking massive to put anywhere. <laughs> no. Like, see, the, like, Toy Story made me think about, like, that stuff, you know? Yeah. Also, why did they never have Legos in Toy Story? That was, like, a shoe-in, and they never did it. Oh, yeah, did they, that was the third one, right? No? I thought they had them at one point in, like, the I background. Don't, I'd, maybe in the background. Maybe they had Duplos yeah, or something. Yeah, Duplos in, like, the background. That would be really weird if they, like, combine or something. They, they should have that for the villain in the fifth one. <laughs> Legos. Legos. <laughs> um, um, maybe the Lego movie got in the way of like, yeah. licensing shit. Th that's probably what it was. But, um, anyway. Yeah, Toy Story 2 brought that up a lot of, like, one half is to get played with a child is the best thing in the world. And being there for them even when they don't need us at the time. Yeah. And then the other half is being remembered forever, but never being able to be with them, just being looked on as like an item, but never and never having that connection. And sort of like those are the only two options at the time. And like Woody, like I respect the decision to stick with Andy, but I think it made it so much better in like, Toy Story 4, when he finally breaks away from, we have to be there for Andy, because, like, he finally feels what it's like to not be played with. Yeah. And so he finally decides to break free from him, all of that. I think these four movies have such a natural progression in terms of themes. That's why I love them all so much. Um, but, yeah. That's Toy Story 2. Yeah. All right. So this is number five now. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, so, um, yeah, we got all that time left. Yep. Holy fuck buckets. We have a thousand hours left. Jesus Christ. Okay, so, you're number five. Uh, Toy Story, the original. Mm -hmm. That's um, your favorite one? Yep, these next five are perfect. Yep, at ten. At ten, Toy Story. Um, I mean, not even... 
just thinking about the movie and how great Sid is as a villain. But um, this movie invented 3D animation, basically. <laughs> and uh, we would not have such great movies like Turning Red without it. <laughs> and oh, we yeah. would not see have seen the death of 2D animation without it. Um, I'm just going to talk about how revolutionary it was. But yeah, uh, see, I don't care that it's dated because saying that would be stupid. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, obviously it looks very dated, but like, but like, like saying that as a criticism of it now is like dumb because if that didn't exist, you wouldn't have stuff that looked better. Yeah. Later, you know. Also, Buzz Lightyear is the best in this movie. Yeah, he's really. And funny. when he when he fucking flies. Tries to fly through the window and he fails. Mm-hmm. That is gut wrenching. I love the song that plays during the movie. That's a great yeah. song. He realizes he's a toy and then he's like, "No, I got to prove it to myself that I'm not." And then he fails and then he realizes it. And he's like, oh, "So shit. does every toy go through that then?" I wonder. Existential. Where they like, "I'm real, but they're just a toy." That that's curious, you know. Like I'm not really sure. Because Sporky kind of went through it. At, well, see, that, I wish the one thing that they would have went through was like what it means to be a toy. Yeah, but they didn't really go. Yeah, because yeah. like, um, like she gave Forky life. So does that mean that like if you were just sitting in a landfill and you never got bought, would you never come to life? Would are you just like a corpse? Are you like a fetus, basically? Yeah, yeah, probably. Like. If you think about it like that, it gets really fucked. <laughs> is Forky just gonna get thrown away? Yeah, disturbing. Imagine <laughs> being birthed into life and then abandoned. Yeah, like that's that's really the dark. world is really dark. But I think that's what makes it special too, because like it appeals to like adults, teenagers, and kids. Especially like different stages. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, look at the toys! It's so awesome. Then you're a teenager, and you, like... I remember all the toys I had. Yeah, you you think about, like, the toys you had, and then, like, about moving on. And then you're an adult, and you think about, like, the dark shit, and, like, the world (laughs) that it's set in. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) I feel like it's the... uh, I feel... Maybe it's, like, the other way around. Why would the kid think about the the world? No, like, teenagers would think about the dark shit, because they're edgy and cool. And then adults would look back, like... Oh, I remember having a toy like that. I remember. And then they'll say, back my in my toys. day, it was just Legos. Yeah. There wasn't all these tiny pieces. They didn't come with instructions. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Are you sure about I feel like some of the bigger ones did. But a lot of them were just buckets. Oh, yeah. That's and they just throw a bucket at you and, like, build shit. <laughs> that's true. See, I never had money when I was younger to have minifigures. And I wanted a Star Wars guy. So I would put six two by one, so like the two studs, and they're just in a row on top of each other. And then I would put like one, like six piece, six by one piece is the lightsaber. And it's just this weird blocky guy. And then I'd use that as like a Jedi because I didn't have money. Well, for... Star Wars sets are fucking expensive even I today. Know. Like, especially, like, back in the day, for, like, 20 pieces, it was, like, five bucks, because they kept making new, like, molds and shit. 
Yeah. But Star they're not creative with Star Wars. They just literally create the same set over and over again. And they keep charging it more and more. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Just annoying. Alright, so yeah, my number five is Finding Nemo. I used to have this at number one because nostalgia. But I rewatched it and I gave it a ten and I'm just like, no. I, I gotta put it at a really high nine. I love the animation. I love the score. I just love nearly everything about it. The few things I don't like are some of the side characters with Nemo. Like, I like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And, like, the dentist guy's really funny. <laughs> but, like, the rest of them I don't care about. They, they just don't add anything. Yeah. And, yeah. And I love the emotional impact of, like, the very beginning and, like, the like throughout even where like Marlon keeps like having like mental breakdowns like it's it's really sad but it works well for the movie and but and the theory about how Nemo's actually dead is stupid cuz why is he going on the journey in the first place is he just mentally ill <laughs> like that's kind of stupid or no it was or there's I think it's the other way where actually Marlon and Nemo are the ones who died and they're in the afterlife. Fans come up with the craziest shit, I tell you. That's that's so... What? That doesn't even make sense. What? How would that... What? It's like The Walking Dead is in a coma. Like, okay. Why does the show exist then? You could say literally anything was in the character's head, right? Anyone can do that. Stupid fucking people. So Everyone got the idea from Fight Club. Oh, sorry, was that a spoiler where you should have seen it by now? <laughs> and the book came out even before that. So. Yeah. Let, let. Um. So what's your number four? Oh shit! Fuck. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into yeah, the we're... big boys. I have nothing against this movie. Okay. You. It. it is a ten nothing. out of ten. It is. Perfect. It just happens to be just lower. Happens to be lower because I think the other ones are far superior. Ratatouille. Fucking love Ratatouille. I I disagree <laughs> a tiny bit, but, but like I can respect it. Yeah. It, by this point, it's just more which one would you watch yeah. over the others. I when we watched when uh, the last time I watched it, I was surprised at how funny it was. I don't remember. I maybe the memes helped, but now the blonde guy was. I remember him talking about like his wife left him or like he murdered someone. Yeah. I don't remember. I murdered him with this thumb. <laughs> like what? <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. I think the memes have kept it alive for me, too. Yeah. Not gonna lie, but... Um, I was confused, also. I still am confused. Like, the main character, he's related to... The chef, right? Mm hmm Okay. That's just the only thing that I yeah. really had a problem with. Like, For me, I always was curious why Anton Ego was there. Because I was a kid. I didn't understand oh, criticism, yeah. right? And for me, now that I critique shit all the goddamn time, and I watch this movie, and it sort of has like an anti-critic message at the end a little bit. Like, not kind of. It. I'll, I'll bring it up later when I talk about it, but like Anton Ego is like an interesting character. Ego. Ego. Get Ego. it? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I respect it because it is a. T I'm not gonna lie. 
That's all I gotta say. All right, my my number four is Toy Story Four. That's really high. I fucking love this movie. It's so good. I see they announced it and like fuck off. I saw the trailers and I'm like fuck off. And then I see all the high reviews and I'm like fuck off. I just kept refusing to watch it. But then one night it was like like it was like one in the morning. I'm bored as shit and I can't sleep. So I'm like. Uh, I click Toy Story 4 and I watch it, right? And then by the end, I cry. I'm like, God damn it, why is this so good? It, it's so, like, emotionally, like, poignant. It all it all comes together, you know? It's, it's all coming together. Well, the meme says that. See, I disagree, because I wasn't... I just felt like the ending was just kind of like, okay, say goodbye, all right, bye, movie's over. I just wish it was drawn out longer so you could get that emotional impact from Woody saying goodbye to his friends that he's been around over two decades now. Mm-hmm. I I think they did a decent job with it because, like, they they said goodbye in the last movie, too. But not, not to each They did. Oh, yeah, they did. Because Woody yeah. said goodbye, yeah, but then go with. changed his mind. Yeah. Right? So... Like, the roles became reversed, you know? Where, like, he was the only one advocating to stay with Andy. And they're like, no, we gotta move on. But then they're like, well, now we're with Bonnie. You're right. And then Woody changes his mind. I think, like, the role reversal helps a lot. And when they say to infinity and beyond at the end, bro, like, bro, oh my god. (laughs) That doesn't hit because it felt, because they forced to hurry up and move and i get they I didn't wanted to make it like feel like it was forced i didn't feel that well, way I don't know. i'm not saying forced but like it was like rushed like they were just trying to get the movie over with Maybe. that's just how i felt i i just would have preferred for it to be dragged out for a bit longer so we could have time to absorb it but i just i liked the 90 yeah. runtime. it was very quick or was oh, it yeah. maybe it was like 100 minutes it's yeah. a very quick movie yeah though. it was and i Really do I think the the villain is uh, Abigail right is Abby up there as one of the one? best yeah. Pixar villains to be honest because she's not really a villain but she's just scary. Mm-hmm. She's very intimidating. Yeah, right? like you know from the very beginning that she's not like a good guy. Yeah, I was afraid they were just gonna make her a twist villain. I was texting you over Discord. Yeah, you're I'm just like, like oh, oh my god. But yeah, then the scene happens right away, and I'm like, okay. She's not a... Yeah, got it. Cool. So you're she just hears the voice villain. box, and it's like, I'm gonna fucking rip it out of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the shit? Yeah. But then you think about, like, Forky, and then nihilism kicks in, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Nothing matters. Just like, we die in the end. We will never be loved in the end. Like, what the fuck? Like, Forky brings... Is, the, is literally me. Forky, Forky is, is literally me. Until you find your trash at the end, because he gets a girlfriend at the end. Yeah. And th- did you ever watch the Forky shorts? No. I didn't. I didn't. They, that... they, did they tackle existentially? Uh, Ex- existentialism. Uh, existentialism, like Forky did in Toy Story Four. Uh, they sh- it should. <laughs> shorts. Oh, <laughs> short existentialism. Um. All right. So what's your number three? We're in top three now. Also, I haven't gone to ten out of. Toy Story 4 was my last nine. What's your number three? Ready for this? Yeah. 
Wally. What? Oh my god. I, oh, wow. Wally is a great fucking movie. I, I can't argue why it isn't. Yeah. No one can. I don't think anyone can argue why it isn't. But I literally don't have any problems with the movie besides the fact that I just prefer to watch these other two. <laughs> okay. I know I think I know what your number one is. I thought we had the same number one, but I guess we don't. Yeah. But I, I think my one and two are really close. I would switch them any any day. You're but... just like, oh it's this one. Oh no, actually it's this one. Yeah, but maybe I'd just switch these three any day, but maybe I'll just have one big number one spot. That's how it'll <laughs> yeah, go. You're gonna cheat. <laughs> one big number one spot. Wally is there. Um as soon as I watched this on fucking DVD and my sister made the Wally voice. This is yeah, bro, I Oh, the robot design is fucking fantastic, dude. Like when Wally's like dying and Eve's like trying to save Oh him. my god. Dude, holy shit. Eva. Like dude, I'm telling you. And then the first like 30 it's... minutes of the movie has no dialogue. It's just robots. Bro. Like I'm telling you. I'm like they, it, yeah, yeah. It's right. It's, it's peak. She's it's just peak. screaming, Wally. He doesn't. She doesn't yeah. say anything else, does she? And he's just not really. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're dying. That. Honestly, fuck you. <laughs> Imagine making a good movie. Oh, when they're flying through space. Fuck. Me. Oh my god. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Oh, it's and peak. then yeah, the fuck. Even the even the fat. Are you changing your mind now? Yeah, I have three <laughs> spot number ones. Alright. Um, my number three is Ratatouille. Um, <laughs> I had this at number two. I'm pretty similar with you. But for me, it's between two and three. Like, two and three switch all the time, but I think I have a pretty definitive number one. So yeah, number three is Ratatouille. It's a very mature movie. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of, like, sex jokes. And, yeah, there's the guy that, I murdered one man with this thumb. Or at the beginning when he's crawling through the ceiling, there's the lady with the gun. Yeah, just... And then just, just, like, (laughs) shooting shit. And then they make out, yeah. Yeah, and there's... Yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous movie. Oh yeah, and for me, the the thing that sealed the deal was like the three of five minute monologue by Anton Ego at the end of the movie after he eats the ratatouille, and he goes on this monologue about how like how criticism is often flawed by the people that write it, and how anyone can like truly do anything that they put their mind to because he was against that mindset but he finds out that a rat cooked fucking pasta and it was like the best thing he's had in years and so he he gets gusto's like mindset of like anyone can cook anyone can do anything that they put their mind to and it's sort of like an anti like criticism narrative that i actually like agree with sort of because like criticism is often like flawed because no one person is right in criticism yeah 
So I, I, I agree with that sentiment a lot. And I think that sort of sealed the deal. I'm putting it at 10 out of 10 and like really fucking high on my list. Um, yeah, like a perfect movie. Really, it's just up to these next two for like stuff I'd prefer to watch Yeah, uh, we we have one of them as the same. Yeah, so which is my number two, Monster Inc. Yep, that's my number two also. I rewatched this movie, and I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so fucking hard. It's the funniest Pixar movie by oh, far. Yeah, the animation, Sully's reaction to her getting fucking crushed. Like, John Goodman like, is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Billy Crystal's so amazing, too. Oh, like, yeah. their dynamic is fantastic. Like, the monster designs are so creative. And, like, Boo is... Like, I would die for Boo. That's not yeah, even a that's joke. That's true. And, like, yeah... No joke, this is one of the earliest movies I remember fucking breaking down. I never... And, like, cr- like, dying at the end. Like, I, dude, I never cried when I watched it when I was younger, but I cry now. It's so good. Dude. Like, when it, like he opens the door, and he opens it, and he looks at it and says, like, And he oh, smiles oh, like, no. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and originally, there was good, the sequel was going to be her in the hospital bed. No, oh. what? Yeah. When, when the, she... Well, the, the sequel, if you remember, Lost in Paradise or whatever it was called, oh. where they would open the door and it's an old lady, and then they try they enter the human world to find Boo, but it's revealed at the end that Boo was actually the old lady and she's hooked up to machines that are keeping her alive. What the fuck? Yeah. Lost in Paradise, my ass. <laughs> I think it was called Lost. Monsters in Paradise, I think. No, like, I, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but, like, that seems like an ironic title. <laughs> I don't know if it was called... I, 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 probably I, I remember seeing wrong, that thumbnail. But... Was it from, like, Hema Studios or something, that YouTube channel? No, I learned about this a long time ago, okay. but I've watched a couple YouTube videos on yeah. it. I've, I, I think I know the title, but I don't remember... I don't remember if it was called Lost in Paradise. That was just the first thing that came in my head. I think you're right but, on the title. But that's dark. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but they went to do Monsters University, which is way better, in my opinion, yeah, to be honest, than yeah. Monsters Inc. 2. That would be dark as shit. <laughs> and you'd fucking die at the end. That's so disturbing. Yeah. That's probably why they didn't do it. Yeah, Disney, like, they were probably, like, the head writer probably like lost his mom or something, so he wrote down the most depressing <laughs> shit. And then they they walk in and they're like, "So you have an idea?" And he pitches it, and their smiles go to like, "Yeah, no." They walk in and there's just the storyboards all over the place, and it's just like those mental health, like you know, like stereotypical like mental health drawings that they have in movies, where just scratches of monsters yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> they're like what the fuck? Or yeah, it's like um. It's like a Rorschach. <laughs> There's oh, some... yeah. They're they're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, epic sidetrack. Amazing movie. It's so funny. Yeah. I I forget the joke that I had to pause at, but I just, I couldn't. I, I It was so fucking funny. I just had to pause the movie for like 10 minutes. I was like crying of laughter. And then at the movie, I was actually like just crying. It's so well done. 
can't remember the last time I did that for a movie. Where you laughed and cried, cried after. I know. It's been... You gotta rewatch Monsters, Inc. then. Yeah, probably. Right. It probably is one that's, like, hidden that you don't notice until you're an adult. I know. Okay, so, number one. Process of elimin- elimination. We know each other's number one. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it's fucking Incredibles. It's incredible. It's bro. so boring. Oh, it's Everyone not. says the no, Incredibles. Incredibles fucking great. Everyone either says Ratatouille or Wally. Okay. I don't. I'm new for once. Incredibles no. is fucking fantastic. No. It's incredible. One might say. Ugh. There's so many people that I've seen are like Incredibles is number one, and I'm like, bet I don't agree with this sentiment. Incredibles is fucking great. I'm sorry. All right. I'm so sorry. what? You know what's sad? Picture this. I remember exactly. So my sister was more into Pixar when I, uh, than I ever was. She still is because she's seen most of them. Or all of them, I think, actually, besides Luca, maybe. But I remember she got it from a Facebook picture, right? All the announcements, you know, like D23 or whatever, mm-hmm. for all the, all, the, all the new Pixar movies. And imagine just seeing Toy Story 3. New movie, new movie, sequel, Finding Dory, and not seeing Incredibles 2. For like 10 years. Imagine a fucking heart-wrenching that is for a kid. To not get a sequel to a good movie. I'm not denying that. And then waiting 10 movies to see the most abysmal piece of shit that doesn't (laughs) fucking do anything to the first one and just ruins it. I don't think it ruins the first one. No, it doesn't. Saying it's just a abysmal piece of dinosaur shit <laughs> yeah. that doesn't exist. I no, I'm not to that extent, but I just like I get that you just want like the first one again, but I always knew it was never going to be as good. I just want a sequel that's good. That's that's what I asked for. <laughs> For. <laughs> I didn't ask for a sequel that it's not a good sequel. Well, I guess that's fair. You know? But, I mean, yeah. I just, I don't love the first one. I get it's a satire, but it's, oh my god, like, it's kind of a parody. It's not really a satire. I mean, it kind of is. The fact that Mr. Incredible's powers, like, fucking screw with his life because he closes the door on his car and it just fucking, all the glass breaks. Dude, that's great. I love that. Sorry. Yeah. Or the I kid. Guess. The kid's funny. He's like, I do like that. That was totally. That was totally wicked. Yeah. And then, like, Bob turns around. He's like, "What are you looking at?" It's like, "I'm waiting for something cool to happen." <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of like agree that it's like a good movie. It was in my top eight, at number eight. <laughs> but I, I never like fell in love with it. That everyone I sketch. I look. I do love the score. Though. Also, his score for Ratatouille slaps. Yeah, that too. That's you know his scores just slap in general. So, some of them are boring, like the Jurassic World movies. They're so boring. He did the Jurassic World. He movies. also did Lightyear. Yeah. He also did Thor: Love and Thunder. Lightyear could have been so good. I know. It's, if they use the same stuff from the Toy Story movie. Or just remember that little yeah. theme that he had. It was fucking epic. I, d- was I just running through the park and like. Yeah. I d- yeah. 
I I guess I can't stop you from having a pick like that. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, maybe I'll I might switch Monsters Inc. in this. I my number one's block. Yeah, okay. You You think that's generic. Criticism. You think it is. That's I'm generic. gonna go on Letterbox right now and the highest have... rated Pixar movie is Coco. Yeah, well, fool. fuck that. It's <laughs> a fool. All right. The only Watch. one that's four point rat rat rabbit <laughs> ratatouille Toy Story. Find it ratatouille. Well, okay, maybe it is ratatouille. Everyone yeah. just fucking loves ratatouille. Yeah, ratatouille. see ratatouille ratatouille, ratatouille, ratatouille. I know Schaeferless is is fucking. Incredibles, but I don't know where's his is. But like I'm telling you, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just Ratatouille. This guy right here, he's not a Chad. He was until <laughs> until he put Coco in his spot three. Why do so many people have Inside Out at number? You soul stop. No, ugh. I yeah, but Ratatouille. Was That's funny. <laughs> Cars. <laughs> Cars. Holy shit! A lot of people have fucking Inside Out as their number one. All right, so maybe and we're Soul. Maybe we're both wrong. It's maybe. Ratatouille. I saw Wally at number one twice. That's twice, yeah. three times. Okay, you can't say my there four times. So you can't say mine's generic. There are a lot of Cocos though. Okay, if you have Ratatouille as your number one, then you're generic. Then you're generic. How about that? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Wally is number one for me personally. I didn't think so when I was a kid, but I rewatched it and like I cried. Yeah, a couple of times. I I the think movie it's is fantastic. Not attractive for kids because there's no dialogue in the first. Third it's minutes. just funny robots. Yeah, but like I love the anti-consumerism message and the fact yeah. that it's coming from a fucking Disney. Yeah. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it has anti-capitalism and which I love personally. Environmentalism and how it, it's literally like two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Yeah, they, well, we created technology and shit to help us, but it ends up moving us backwards. Yeah, you don't have to agree with the themes to, to like, like the movie though. That's true. But so, I yeah, do agree with the theme, so it makes yeah. it better. But, like, uh, thinking of, like, a uh, movie that has bad themes. Well, good themes, but, like, I don't really like them. You don't agree with it. I Maybe. I can't think of one right now. So, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's my number one. I love this movie. It's, it's kind of hard to, like, just rewatch, I think. Because, yeah. like, Monsters, Inc. is infinitely rewatchable, right? But I'm just not able to, like, throw on Wally at any time, you know? I want to, like, yeah, be Monster there for, like, an experience, you know? Monster, Inc. might be my number one, then. Maybe. Thinking back on it. Just, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, alrighty. Uh, alrighty, so we're gonna do the outros here um you can find us on spotify at chillmark podcast we are instagram at the real chillmark podcast on 
YouTube, we are Chillmore Podcast, and on Twitter, we are at ChillyMarty69. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we are... It's, it's a bit shorter. We have a couple of random lists. We're starting a new segment next episode, so get excited for that. And we're probably going to do the year... Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, swept the Oscars, um, and uh, confirmed here, next ranking is Quentin Tarantino. That's going to be before Halloween-related content, so probably sometime in September. Um, thank God it's not as long. It's 10 movies. It's not 26. <laughs> um... So that'll probably be shorter within the next couple of episodes or so. And the festivals are going to be over with. Well, they haven't started yet, but they will be over pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. So we'll talk about them. Uh, anything else we have on the back burner that we might do in the next couple of weeks to hype up the fans here? I don't think so for now. Maybe there is, but I'm just not. And also, we don't really upload to the YouTube. That's kind of dead by this point. So we're... Uh, yeah, I mean... What, what is that? Fucking arthritis pain. Jesus. Um, Yeah, we're... We, you see, they take like eight or nine hours to upload to YouTube. And then plus we have the really cool thumbnail that <laughs> just sits there the yeah. whole time. I still want to get a professional to, maybe not a professional, but someone to do like a nice looking artwork for that. Um, also, I this is going to be like the weekly shout out, but hi guy from Brussels, Belgium. <laughs> yeah, Belgium guy. <laughs> Belgium yeah. guy. Also, hi People from Minnesota, and weirdly enough, like Northeast America, because there's yeah. a guy in like Connecticut. There's like a couple of people around there. Um, but anyways, thank you for listening. I'm Riley. I'm here with Hunter. Uh, go- goodbye. Thank you.